0: Hey everyone, I'm Alex.
1: And I'm Courtney. And this is Nerds at Odds.
0: Nerds at Odds is your weekly podcast about all things in nerd culture and beyond. And if you want to get the show four days early, ad-free, with the ability to submit your questions, comments, concerns, and so much more, head on over to patreon.com slash nerds at odds.
1: And remember, you can rank and review the podcast wherever you listen.
0: And check us out on Instagram, Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter at nerds at odds. So, Courtney, what have you been up to?
1: I have been up to stuff
0: stuff you want to elaborate on some of this stuff
1: so i've played some more pokemon diamond i'm in Velstone city right now
0: that means nothing to me
1: it's where the game corner is
0: that means nothing to me where
1: you play the slot machine
0: that means nothing to me okay okay
1: and there's the team galactic base there i got all the free coins that the people in the city gave me and then i didn't win anything nice, nice. I wasted. I have 2 coins left and that's not enough to play the slot machines.
0: What can you win?
1: Well, so there's a It's basically just like TMs is the best things you can get, so it's not really worth it, I don't think. Okay. It's not like in the first game where you can get like Porygon, a right? Porygon. Yeah. So, it's not it's not as good.
0: Not as good. It's not as good. You been doing anything else? You've been reading Mud on the Orient Express?
1: Yes, I'm on I finished chapter two, I'm on chapter three. Starting off a little slow, a, yeah. little, a little bit, you're just meeting some of the characters who will be suspects.
0: Oh, suspects.
1: But I really want to read more of Agatha Christie's novels.
0: Yeah, best-selling author of all time. Yes. Over 200, no, over 2 billion, two billion. books sold. Yes. Though she, she did write like 40 of them, so.
1: So? Stephen King writes a whole lot of books. Yeah, he's but... not up
0: there. I think Agatha Christie novels are much more approachable than Stephen King books. Because Murder on the Orient Express is like 240, right? I don't know. Or so. And Stephen King novels are like 800 pages and there's galactic turtles. and It's weird. But it seems like a cool book. I might be interested in reading it after that. After you're done with it.
1: Maybe. Maybe. And at some point, some points they speak like French or Belgian mm. or some other language. I don't language.
0: think, Belgian's not a language.
1: Whatever. But they don't like translate
0: Oh, interesting. You it the be up on your languages. A part, of,
1: a part of me wants to look it up but I'm just like, nah, it's fine. It's yeah. usually just people exclaiming things.
0: Her most popular novel is Then There Were None.
1: Which is one of her standalone ones. Yeah,
0: which is like just a one-off book of hers. It's, it's the classic, you know, ten random strangers get invited to a mysterious mansion by some dude or whatever and they all start dying. It's like the fourth Best-selling book of all time, sold over 100 million copies, but I'm interested in reading that one, too. Yeah. Seems very, like, clue-esque I really want
1: to get all of her novels, which I'm sure is an endeavor, but...
0: Oh, probably. Probably hundreds of dollars it's going to cost. Yeah. Yeah?
1: That'd be worth it.
0: Yeah. Anything else you've been up to?
1: Been watching more Murder, She Wrote, which got me uh, into... Obviously, obviously. ...wanting to read the Agatha Christie books. Looking for Pokemon cards unsuccessfully.
0: Yeah. Heard there might be some coming to town next week. Interested in that.
1: Yep. I'm going to make you call them every day (laughs) instead of me. While not work. You can call them when you get (laughs) off work when you're driving home.
0: (sighs) Well, I have been playing more Final Fantasy VII Remake. Mm -hmm. I'm a couple more chapters in now. I am not sure who I love in this game, babe, to be honest with you. Is it Tifa? Is it Jessie? Is it Aerith? Who knows?
1: If you could just combine them all into one woman with all the best qualities.
0: Yeah. I like Jess. I like Jessie's personality a lot. Mm-hmm. But she's very extreme. She's like, she's all her on this avalanche eco-terrorist stuff. And then Tifa's like your childhood best friend. And there's something up with Aerith. I'm not sure what's up with Aerith. yet, But I'm really enjoying the game. It's a lot of fun. I've also been playing Mortal Kombat 11. It was on a pretty steep sail, so I grabbed it. It came with all the DLC. And trying to platinum that immediately hit a wall in my platinuming conquest, mm-hmm. which is you have to complete the tutorials. And the, that's probably the hardest thing there is in the game. <laughs> you get this like, okay, now to learn how to back your opponent in a corner and do a combo. And I'm like, okay, what do we need? And then it's like, do these six button presses in under a second. And then do this. And then do another six button presses in under a second. And you have to chain them together. And I cannot do it for the life of me. So, I'm going to take a break from doing that. And actually play the game. Uh, I played the story when it came out. Because I rented the game. But this came with like the DLC story and all the fighters. So, I'm looking forward to getting into it. I really like Mortal Kombat. I think the stories. And the games, at least 19 and 11, are really well done. And I'm excited for the movie. Though I don't know if I'm going to be able to talk you into watching it. But it's going to be for the podcast, so you have to do it.
1: I'm not going to watch it. We're not doing a whole podcast episode on... video on... game movies.
0: We will do a podcast episode on video game movies. And you're going to have to watch Mortal Kombat to, to do it. Mm. I've been reading a philosophy book, which yep. is, is pretty Interesting. And that's about all I've been doing. I don't know if we've been doing much. we
1: played some Stardew.
0: Yeah, we played more Stardew together. And we've been prepping for this episode, which is our MCU Rank Part 1, which is Phase 1 and Phase 2. Yes. So I think that's about all we've been up to, honestly.
1: Pretty much, yeah.
0: So what do you think? Should we just go ahead and hop on into this topic? It's short of what we've been up to, but...
1: I mean, we, we've just been doing the same things that we've yeah. been doing. <laughs>
0: pretty mundane people. No? <laughs> Nerds at Odds is made possible by our supporters over on Patreon.com slash Nerds at Odds. If you want to become a member of our community and gain access to the show four days early, gain the ability to submit your questions, comments, and concerns, and so much more, consider supporting us over there. Thank you. So, before we get on into the review, I listed what I think the movies are for me Mm pre-watch. And I'm going to read this list off real quick, just to see how it changes by the time we get through part two. So real quick, 23, the Marvel movies. By the time we finish the the part two, I'm going to include... WandaVision on this.
1: Just so you know, I disagree with him on, on many of these counts. Many of these? But... Th-
0: this might change. This is before I rewatched watched So this will change.
1: But I don't rank things, so it's not up to me.
0: So 23 was First Avenger, 22's Incredible Hulk, 21's Thor, 20's Dark World, which is Thor 2, 19's Iron Man 2, 18's Guardians of the Galaxy 2, 17 is Avengers as Ultron, 16 is Ant-Man, 15 is Ant-Man and the Wasp, 14 is Iron Man 3, 13 is Captain Marvel, 12 is Spider-Man Far From Home, 11 is Doctor Strange, 10 is Black Panther, 9 is Guardians of the Galaxy 1, 8 is Avengers, 7 is Winter Soldier, 6 is Iron Man, 5 is Infinity War, 4 is Endgame, 3 is Spider-Man Homecoming, 2 is Civil War, and number 1 is Thor Ragnarok. That's how I would list them before this rewatch. And now we're going to start talking about phase one and phase two. I've ranked them together. So I got the list of the 12 that are in there. And we're just going to start from the bottom and walk our way up. So number 12, we have The Incredible Hulk. I gave it a mediocre on the patented Nerds at odds rating scale. But I want to say something. I think The Incredible Hulk might be better than all the DCEU films. Still.
1: I don't know. It's It's definitely a rough movie. And it it just doesn't really make a ton of sense after everything because of the actor change, but that's not. I think I think that can thing, be helped.
0: Yeah, I think the things that hurt it the most are Edward Norton leaving, and Paramount is the one who made this movie. It's not made by Marvel like Disney or the people who make the entire rest of the movies. Paramount owns Hulk, yeah. So I feel but like weren't
1: it- weren't a lot of the movies first just Paramount, and then Disney bought them.
0: Well, I know Paramount owns Hulk. I think they produced the rest of them. But by the time Disney got Marvel Studios, I feel like a lot of aspects from the Hulk don't really matter. Like, they do have that general. Mm-hmm. And the Hulk's in the films. Yeah. But you don't see, like, Liv, Tyler's character come back. You don't see Abomination ever.
1: Or the... You talked about.
0: The, the, the Doctor with the Big Brain, who was definitely setting up a sequel. Yes. Like, it's a bunch of things that get dropped as soon as Disney takes over Marvel, Mark Ruffalo comes in as Hulk. So this movie really doesn't matter that much, though they do make references to it, I feel, that make it kind of necessary. And I think it's an okay movie. I put it at mediocre.
1: I mean, it's a fine movie. I like that they d- they're not like, here's how... The Hulk was made. Like, they kind of show you, it's, but it's just the, like... It's
0: weird, though, right? Because it's just like, here's flashes of every important aspect of Hulk's origin story.
1: Yeah, but you gotta think, there was another Hulk movie fairly...
0: Five years before yeah, this. Five yeah, five years
1: before it. And so it was awful. I I do... I That's the one I remember. Like, I, I was thinking back at the Hulk movies, right? And I was like, I remember... Oh, there's some desert. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, there's no desert in this movie. I yeah.
0: think Hulk dogs, his dad puts the gamma into yeah. himself. Yeah, it's the Eric Banner Hulk movie. It came out in 2003. It was directed by Ang Lee. And the most memorable moment for me about this movie is my dad and I went to see it when I was little. And we both fell asleep right around the time the Hulk dogs show up. And we woke up after everyone like started leaving the theater after the movie was done. So, I only remember watching the movie again later in life. But, yeah, that's the most memorable part for me is that we fell asleep in the theater trying to watch this film. I did not like it, the the original Hulk movie. But I think The Incredible Hulk's decent. I really like Edward Norton. Yeah. And I like Liv Tyler. And I thought the movie was fine.
1: It was good. The blood in the soda thing...
0: Didn't go nowhere.
1: Didn't really go anywhere. It was just Stanley's It was just like, oh, there was gamma radiation. We can track them now. That was basically Well, I don't don't think- I thought it was going to be like, someone's going to get infected with the gamma, and then that's how you get, like, abomination. It's going to be some poor, unsuspecting soul. Should
0: you imagine if Stanley was abomination?
1: That'd be interesting.
0: Yeah. So, number 11. I have the first Thor.
1: I like Thor.
0: I think the first Thor- is is a bit boring honestly. I gave it an average. It has a cool fish out of water storyline, but there's just there's just something about Thor that's boring.
1: I don't know. I like Thor. You know, I like I like that they're introducing like this magic aspect and and
0: is is Thor magic.
1: Well, so they never explain his electric powers, like why does he have the power of electricity, you know, yeah, and it and we know from Ragnarok that it's not like he gets his electricity from the hammer,
0: yeah i I don't know it's really weird, I don't know if I, I don't know if I'd call it magic, but it might well, be
1: what, what does what Loki does is magic,
0: I suppose yeah, he
1: doesn't have any special device,
0: yeah, that's true.
1: It uh, listen, and then, like, Nat- Natalie Portman's character, she's like, well, people just, like, people in the olden times just said it was magic because they didn't know any better. It's just because, like, it's, it's science, but they never explain it was science. Yeah. It's not like Tony Stark is in his lab and he's like, Thor, can I study you for a yeah. bit?
0: It's like, there's, like, the science. They it's figured
1: like- out the Infinity Stone, can't figure out Thor, though.
0: Yeah. I think this movie does introduce a lot of cool characters. I mean, Thor ends up being one of my favorite Avengers by, by the end.
1: Yeah, you got more Agent Coulson.
0: Yeah, Agent Coulson. He's I, not
1: introduced, but he
0: I like... They also introduce Hawkeye.
1: They do introduce Hawkeye.
0: Yeah. I like... Never shoots an arrow. What's Kat Denning's character name again? Darcy. Darcy. I like Darcy. I like Natalie Portman, who's Jane. And I like Alex Scars Uh The guy who plays the doctor guy.
1: Alex Scarzard?
0: yeah, him, Charizard. Alex Chozo, yeah,
1: Charlie that guy. Garzard.
0: I forget his name in the, in the movies, but I like him. I like the cast of characters they have, and Loki's in this movie. I think is probably the most important person they introduce in this film. Yeah, but there's just something boring about it.
1: I don't know. There's some great, great lines, you know, like the the what is this drink? Oh, it's coffee. Yeah. I like it. Give me more, yeah. and smashes the mug.
0: I think even during these two drab Thor movies, because we'll talk about Dark World in a bit, Chris Hemsworth shows what he can eventually become with Thor. Because he seems like a fun dude. Yeah. And it seems like with that with the drink, he's a fun dude. Yeah. But for some reason they want to do this high, like, Shakespearean-esque type deal.
1: Well, in Dark World, it's even more like, I gotta be serious all the time. And it's just like, I don't want that. Yeah, nah. that's That's why I don't like, I mean, I don't like Dark World. I just don't, I think Dark World's below Thor for me. Yeah.
0: I definitely can see that. When we get to Dark World, I'll talk about why I think I like it a bit more. But I honestly think anything, so Thor's number 11, Hulk's number 12. Anything from like 9, 10, 11, 12, I really don't care how you order it. I think they're probably in the same ballpark for me. But there's just... I didn't like Thor that much. Thor's a bit boring. I gave it an average, though, because the characters and some of the funner scenes do help it. Number 10. I put Captain America First Adventure.
1: I like Captain America First Adventure. I
0: also gave it an average. And I think the problem that hurts this movie for me is its World War Two setting. I, I, for some reason, just the aesthetic of World War Two, it doesn't... It doesn't feel right for me for a superhero feel. Well,
1: like, okay. So let's talk about Captain America, the first adventure. So first off, they're like, the Nazis are going after, like, these relics, which of course they were at the time.
0: Yeah, it makes sense.
1: Makes sense. There's a monastery that houses a Viking relic.
0: Yeah, which the Asgard's put there in, like, 900 AD.
1: Which they never show.
0: No, don't show.
1: They're just like, hey, it's here. And then that's the Tesseract, and then it's you know World War Two, and the Tesseract is creating this super advanced technology of these like great submarines hmm. and these guns that vaporize people yeah. and all this other stuff. And I'm like, I just can't believe it. It
0: reminded me a lot of it. Reminded me too much of Wolfenstein. I think is the problem. It reminded me too much of Wolfenstein. Where the Nazis have these crazy technology. You know?
1: Yeah, and I just, you know, I'm... Chris Evans is great.
0: Chris Evans is great. Bucky's great. P- I, Peggy's I, great. I like the guy they get to play Howard Stark in this, the other yeah, guy. I he... like
1: I like the general.
0: Tommy Lee Jones. Yep. The The cast is great. Marvel nails casting. That's what they nail. But I think, reminded me too much of Wolfenstein, what who's setting. And also, Cap does not need to sacrifice himself at the end.
1: He, he easily could have jumped out of the plane.
0: Yeah, or or tell people where he's at. Like, listen, I'm uh over the Arctic.
1: Here's my coordinates. To be fair, they do they do know where he dropped.
0: Yeah, like roundabouts.
1: They know where he dropped. They found debris. They found the tesseract. Yeah,
0: but they were like, "Oh, tesseract! That's it for the search."
1: No, Howard. Howard's like, "Move over. We'll we'll keep going in this quadrant." You know. Yeah. Like he's looking for for Cap. I like the I like the Cap. You know, you think he's just like this big buff guy, you know? But clearly he's intelligent too. Like the scene where he's still the little guy and the guy's like, if you you men can go up there and get that flag, then you can get a ride home. And Cap's like, let the thing fall down, grab the flag. Like no one ever thought about that before. I
0: I think that effect looks weird just because of how Manly, Chris Evans' face looks. You know, he's a big, tough dude, and it looks weird.
1: It's it's a little odd, but it's not like they could just recast yeah. like a lookalike. It, it doesn't. To be it. I don't
0: think it looks bad. It just looks weird.
1: Yeah. If they, if the Nazis had that incredible like mask technology that Red Skull's using for his like face thing,
0: what was that? Was it a mask? It, or was, it was a it? mask. Okay. Because so I was confused. I was like, did he just like? No, so, like,
1: he already had the the red stuff. Yeah. And clearly he can take it on and off, because he had it off when he was getting the painting done. And he puts it back on, and then he's just like, no more shame. Yeah. You know? Like, I don't understand.
0: Yeah. I think this movie does one thing really well that I didn't recall. That I had a problem with Captain America about, because I didn't recall... But now, seeing this movie again, it, it made me realize something. What? And it's going to be funny, and don't laugh. I'll get to a point eventually, okay? Uh-huh. And Batman versus Superman. <laughs> Batman has this great line to Superman when he's fighting him. He goes, You're not brave, men are brave. And he says that because Superman has superpowers and cannot risk his life to do heroic actions. Okay. And Captain America really cannot risk his life to, no, to do he heroic was... actions. But in this movie, they do a good job of pointing out as the normal human, as the scrawny little dude, he's willing to like jump on that grenade yeah. and risk his life. Yeah. And that made me respect him more because I'm like, before you had the powers, you were brave. You were a mortal man and you were brave and because of that you are worthy of these powers. Yeah. So that made me like Captain America more. I'll give it that.
1: I also like the fact that he was like you know, he's trying to get into the war. You know, he's trying to do mm. all this stuff. And he and the guy the the German scientist is like, "Why are you trying to get into the war? Kills zo- uh kill Nazis." I said zombies in my yeah. head. <laughs> kill Nazis, and he's like, "I don't want to kill anybody, but I want to like help protect my country and help protect others." Yeah. You know, and it's like Good on you.
0: Yeah, Captain America's a really good guy, and it's just it's just so weird to see Chris Evans switch it up from because I'm pretty sure the biggest thing he was known for before Captain America was being Johnny Storm in Fantastic Four.
1: Possibly, yeah.
0: And it's so weird because
1: Johnny Storm's a playboy.
0: <laughs> yeah, Captain America seems like Chris Evans more. Yeah, I mean, Captain America seems more stone faced than Chris Evans. He seems more like a goofier guy, but he seems like a nice guy, right? Yeah. Where Johnny Storm seems stuck up, so it's just weird to see him flip. But it seems now, like in Knives Out and movies like that, Chris Evans likes playing that guy more.
1: He likes playing the 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 bad, the sneaky bad guy.
0: Yeah, conniving type dude, but. Uh, like like we said I think the Wolfenstein stuff the crazy tech in World War II threw it off for me and I gave it an average. Next at number 9. And like I said 19 11 and 12 you could do whatever you want with them. This is my personal order is Thor the Dark World at average. And the only thing that saves it for me is it ha it gives me a lot of Star Trek vibes with the Dark Elves technology. And I like the designs. The designs of everyone is on point in this movie. Yeah. Though it is, it is a much more dry
1: event. I feel like it's so boring. And then they're like, Natalie Portman's been in the thing. Yeah. We already know that she's the big love interest. And then they're like, "Well, Sif also loves him." Yeah. Who's like the girl that he fights with? And it's like, that was never hinted upon in the first movie at all. Like, I understand in mythology, Sif and Thor get married. That's the thing. And then, like, Loki cuts her hair off. And uh, that's a big uh-huh. thing because she's like the goddess of the harvest. Okay. And so, like, cutting off her hair is like
0: killing the crops? Essentially. Okay. All right, that's interesting. And I will agree, this movie is really dry and can be boring. and I was enjoying it, and then I paused to go to the bathroom and saw that we had an over an hour left, and I was like, oh, I could have swore we're about doing this thing.
1: Well, it's so. just like, there's just so much in it, and I'm like, you know, they have those fighter jets that go into that one portal that goes into a different world. The dark
0: world, yeah.
1: It's not, no, they don't go to the to the the place where the Dark Elves are. Hmm. They go to the place where, like, one of Thor's buddies is hanging out with his people.
0: Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Like,
1: they're not... They just head off into a place that's not at war, and then at the end, before the portal closes, they're like, oh, and they come back. And
0: I'm like... Yeah. I think that this one is just up on my list here solely because of designs and the cool sci-fi type stuff. But other than that, that's about it. I don't. I don't have much more to justify. I don't like it.
1: it. I there's there's plenty of things that I'm just like why yeah why have you done this,
0: just why just why just why at number eight we have Iron Man two at entertaining. This is the first one that we watched that I was like, I think this is gonna be a bad movie, but it was fun. I thought it was dumb. Fine.
1: Iron Man 2 is the one with the... Whiplash. The slicey, slicey boy. His name's Whiplash. It's a bad name. Listen, I don't understand the bad guy at all. I just don't understand him. Clearly, he ha- had the ability to create this technology and get him and his father out of Russia. <laughs>
0: yeah, by bad guy, you mean Whiplash. Yeah. Not the other weird guy.
1: Not the other weird yeah. guy. But clearly, they had he had the ability... Why not just do that in the first place? Yeah,
0: they could have built this arc reactor and he could have sold it to like the Russian government and become rich and not lived in disgrace. I don't get his motivation either.
1: Also, the like, well, your father hurt my father, so now I hate you and want to kill you. It's like, none of these people are alive anymore. My father's not alive. Your father's not alive. Yeah. Easy. We're done.
0: Well, I think I think that's surface level, but in a way, he could be like, your dad hurt my dad, which in turn made my life worse, but you did have a good life they could due just, to your dad, so I hate you.
1: Nobody wants to talk it out in these movies. If they sat down and talked it out, things would be different. Also, Tony Stark took a huge step backwards in this movie. I can movie. see
0: why. He's dying.
1: He thinks he's dying.
0: He is dying. Okay,
1: he is dying. But he he's like, oh, but I still love Pepper. But I'm just gonna make her life super hard on her. Yeah. And make her basically hate me. And then be like, oh, but I'm dying. And then she falls for me again. <laughs> but like, he's just like, oh, I really want Scarlett Johansson. Like the whole movie.
0: Yeah. I think Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow. This might be the movie where she does the most. I think she's pretty cool in this movie. Listen,
1: this is why Iron Man is not worthy for a long time.
0: I listen. I think all twelve of these movies. Just speaking of like Iron Man's character going like back and forth, right? I think Phase One and Phase Two are so loosely connected. Phase Three, they nail down the through line. You know,
1: Iron Man Two is still part of Phase One. It doesn't make sense why those two movies are disconnected.
0: Uh, yeah, like I'm, that's why I say Phase One and Phase Two, both as a whole, right? Just seems it just seems like the Marvel was making let's just make a movie, and we'll put an end credit scene, and nothing else in the movie is really going to tie in together, and then we're going to loosely thread these along. Is what I've noticed. I, phase Three is the one where they start being like these are going to connect much better. Because I felt like watching these movies, it was just, here's a stinger at the end of this movie with Samuel Jackson, and they're connected now.
1: I mean, you get you get some good time with Rhodey, but I just, like, this movie just kind of makes me hate Iron Man a little bit more.
0: So, I mean, here's the thing, though, with us, guys. Courtney is a captain, is on Team Cap.
1: I'm on Team Cap. And
0: I'm on Team Iron Man. And Civil War is the movie we're going to watch after this podcast for part two. And it's going to be bloodshed in the household.
1: No, so there's this interesting thing, right, though, that I, I was watching this video and it was like, oh, well, you when you have two teams in a movie, right, you don't want either side to lose because then they'll hate the movie. So, so, so it what becomes more. So what you do... Is you introduce another villain for them to fight together, and the issue just kind of resolves itself in the end. So that's what they did in Civil War. Yeah, no side one At the one point where Cap and Iron Man are fighting, they're both just lying there. Yeah,
0: I guess it's it's unlike Batman versus Superman again. Yeah,
1: the Batman versus Superman. They hate each other then you bring in the bad guy no. of Doomsday. Yeah, but
0: they, did, they didn't really nail that like Captain America does.
1: Yeah, and then and then in the new gonna be Godzilla versus King Kong movie, they're probably gonna have some, like... Mothra or something. No, Mothra's a good guy.
0: Mothra's a good guy? Yeah, apparently. Oh. I, I, I don't know Godzilla. More. And they
1: already killed the the three-headed Hydra thing. Yeah.
0: Well, we're gonna do an episode, I think, on that whole series once Godzilla vs. Kong comes out. So...
1: We gotta start watching
0: them. We'll see how that does. But I thought Iron Man 2 was was fun, but very dumb. And I thought it was entertaining. This is the first one I had fun watching. I didn't have fun watching the other four. It's okay. Next up, we have Avengers Age of Ultron at number 7. And I put entertaining for this one. Mm -hmm. Though, it could have been much better. But I hated Ultron. Often.
1: He he's not. You think as an AI, he would be more analytical and less like jokey around. I
0: wanted I wanted more Terminator.
1: But they they do they do say that like oh he's flawed. Like something went wrong when he was being uploaded or something. Like he's essentially Vision, ba- like almost Vision, but something went wrong.
0: Yeah, he just. I didn't. I didn't like how quippy. Ultron becomes, and just how prone to, like, emotional outbursts he is.
1: Yeah, it's thought, like, how dare you compare me to Tony Stark? I'll kill you! And then chops off his hands, like, no reason.
0: just I didn't like Ultron that much. The rest of the movie is pretty good. I like the scene where they go to the farm with Hawkeye.
1: Yeah. Like Hawkeye's house. That's great. You get to see, like, Hawkeye's kids, and it's funny because he, like, Hawkeye... At the, at the beginning was like, I don't have a girlfriend. Yeah. Which, is be, which 100% would be something you would do when we're married. Like, be like, oh, who's your girlfriend? And you're like, I don't have a girlfriend. Yeah, she's not my girlfriend. And then I have to, like, turn and be like, I'm his wife.
0: He does this everywhere.
1: He always does this. Pay no mind.
0: But I like that scene. I think the character interactions with all the Avengers is nice. Scarlet Witch is introduced here. Yeah. And then the other half of that is Quicksilver. Which I think hurts the movie, because I, I don't like him that much.
1: Okay, here's my thing, right? Why, why don't you like Quicksilver?
0: Because they do Quicksilver better in a movie that came out like that same year.
1: Well, it's... it's Listen, okay? Technically, he wasn't Quicksilver.
0: Because they Qu- couldn't
1: use the name Quicksilver.
0: Do they not say Quicksilver in Age of Ultron?
1: I don't think they legally can. Like, they couldn't legally say Scarlet, Scarlet Witch.
0: Witch. Oh, Interesting. Also he it doesn't make any sense that he dies. He has okay, super speed. Let me
1: let me let me, let me rant. Oh. Okay, here I have a note about this movie mm. that I, I made sure that Alex wrote down. Here's my note. Hawkeye should have died instead of Quicksilver. Like listen, okay, don't yell at me. I understand. However, it would have been it would have been like the agent Colson dying. Sort of thing. Like, you're already connected to Agent Coulson. You've seen him through a few movies. The team's connected to him. That's what brings them all together. Right? I realize the team is brought all together already. But it doesn't make sense for Quicksilver to get shot by bullets. You see Hawkeye's family and everything. And I know that Hawkeye names his son, like, Nathan... Pietro Nathaniel Pietro. Nathaniel Pietro. I forget the last name. But, like, that's very missable. They don't, like, bring it up. They're not like, oh, this is Nathaniel Pietro. They're just like, it's knitted onto his little jumper. It would have been way more impactful if Hawkeye had died. And I know you wouldn't get Ronan, but they don't really... Show him as Ronan that much or
0: the TV show.
1: Yeah, but you could be like, it could come come up later. Like he dies, and then you know his his kids are like training together at archery, and one of them outshines the other and becomes the new Hawkeye. That sort of thing. I mean, it's not like Tony Stark's gonna be able to train his daughter to be yeah. the new Iron Man, but she's gonna do it anyway. I don't think she is. Listen. Something's gonna happen. Anywho. And then when you get to like, oh, well, what about Endgame? Right? It does not make any sense to me that... Because it's, it's supposed to be the thing you love most, I believe, that you have to sacrifice. Because otherwise, it's just like, oh, well, I love my pet. Yeah. I'll just throw him off the cliff. But well, that's fine. It's gotta be the thing you love most. How is the thing that... Hawkeye loves most Black Widow.
0: Well, here's another thing. Hawkeye doesn't sacrifice Black Widow. She sacrifices herself. No, but- And and he's trying to sacrifice himself. And they clearly don't love themselves the most. No.
1: But, and also, here's this, right? I realize, at the time, and I've just thought about this, that all of Hawkeye's family is dead at the time. So, technically- he does love Scarlett Johansson the most at that point.
0: No technicalities. There you go.
1: So technically it could work. But if they would have ran with the Bruce Banner, Scarlett Johansson they I keep saying because I, I... Natalia? Natasha. Natasha. Romanoff. Romanoff. If they would have kept with that, then it, it could have been like Bruce and natasha there on the rock and then like one of them's got it, and you could still have the same but they, they dropped
0: that plot point fast. yeah but
1: you still have bruce being super upset about it at the end of Endgame, and he throws the the bench into the water and he's all angry he they, they clearly still have that sort of thing going on in a way they mm. just never talked about it because why would they but they could have easily done that instead
0: i just think Hawkeye is a cool character, eventually. And Quicksilver was awful. And there you go. Also, I, I don't
1: think Quicksilver. I liked him.
0: I think that the main reason behind Quicksilver's death is because they introduce. Oh, what's it? Wanda. I can't believe I almost forgot her name. Wanda. And they're like, we need to make people like her. And then they're like, here's a tragic backstory. You like her yet? You like her yet? He was going to kill her brother. You like her yet? So that's, that's what.
1: I don't, know because killing off a character we just met is not impactful at all. In any way whatsoever. (laughs) Is it impactful?
0: No, but it's impactful to her. And I think the reason behind it is like, we got to make audiences like this character.
1: Well, no one likes her yet.
0: People love her now, apparently.
1: Well, now, but only after she got her little TV (laughs) show.
0: But yeah, for Avengers Age Ultron, I thought it was fun. I thought it could be much better, though.
1: I just feel like they should have killed off Hawkeye and let Quicksilver be alive. It doesn't make any sense on his death. They could have easily still gotten the Soul Stone. And it had the same end result, essentially.
0: My biggest problem with the movie is Ultron. (laughs) Next up, at number six, is the movie we watched earlier today.
1: Yes. Ant-Man. Yes.
0: At Entertaining.
1: It's very funny
0: i think it's just it's a fun heist movie with some superhero stuff
1: everybody loves a good heist movie that's why the oceans movies do great i think
0: oceans is better than this but it's a fun heist movie Well,
1: yeah oceans is better than this but it's because it's like it's like actually a heist movie and also there's not superpowers yeah
0: but it's just this is a fun throw it on have some laughs
1: got a couple of ventures in uh in in the oceans movies Rody, yeah, he plays the British guy.
0: You said a couple though. Well, I meant one. <laughs> Don Cheadle counts as two actors. He does. Don He's Cheadle's great. great, but I liked Ant Man. It was fun. The villain was whatever. It's another one of these whatever villains. It's it's
1: another. Hey, we have the exact same power set.
0: Yeah, but I didn't loathe him like I did Ultron. So I put I put Ant Man above it.
1: They really should have just sold that like turn people into instant goo gun.
0: Yeah, like I said, in the pitch meeting video, which is a series on Screen Rant that this guy Ryan George does, they like and then he uh, he shows the suit to this one guy and he's not impressed so he turns him into goo with a gun and then the other guy's like why don't he just sell that goo gun weapon? That seems like a better weapon than putting tiny suits on people. So I I completely agree with that.
1: Here's my problem with Ant-Man is that the science <laughs> is not...
0: This was caught in the entire movie.
1: Consistent. Listen, okay? When I first watched this movie, I watched it in like a little theater on my school campus that like a couple of weeks after it comes out of theaters, but before it comes out on DVD, you can watch it for like two bucks. Hmm. I, the whole time I was like, didn't they say it would have the same dis- density which means it would have the same weight which means that that tank would be immovable? Yeah,
0: it'd be 60 tons on a keychain. It his would key be chain. 60
1: tons on a keychain. You wouldn't be able to move the tank.
0: And then when Thomas the tank engine crashes to the wall, shouldn't it weigh the same as a normal Thomas the yes, tank engine? It but should it be like a hollow thing.
1: It could it would crash like it crashes into the yard and like destroy stuff and it's like that thing's made out of plastic. And yeah. it's the same density that it was, so uh, it's I, a lightweight.
0: Child could pick it up. I don't know how it's crashing through a wall. So it has a bunch of those inconsistencies. I think Ant Man has the problem where they try to explain something but don't understand the ramifications like, of the like, explanation. This is
1: how it works. And then they throw that out the window. And the second one, which we haven't gotten to in our rewatch, but it has the same issues where Hank Pym shrinks a building and just carts it away.
0: Yeah. But hey, it's a, it's a fun movie.
1: And also, it's like, oh, well, if I shrink this whole building, everything inside of it also shrinks conveniently. Yeah. It's just like, why don't you just shrink the whole world then if it's whatever the thing's connected to? But if,
0: babe, if everything shrunk, then nothing is shrunk.
1: I know. It's just so <laughs> dumb. And then you go into like, I I feel like you go into the quantum zone in this in this movie i think
0: you do because the next movie's like oh you went to the quantum zone you're connected with my mother because of this so.
1: but it looks nothing like it did from the the movies they're like oh he's floating in this dark void that has like a little bit of like weird stuff in it and then you go into the second movie and they're like it's pink and fluffy
0: <laughs> yeah I, I don't know. I, I, this is a fun movie. You're going to have to turn your brain off for this one, but I didn't hate the villain like I like I did with Ultron. That's the only reason it's above it for me.
1: Maybe he went too far down and she didn't go down that far.
0: Because oh. I feel
1: like the water bears were in there with her.
0: Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? We'll have to watch Ant-Man and Wasp. So that's going to be part two of this video. Next at number five, I think is probably the most controversial pick for me. It's Iron Man 3. And entertaining. And I think the only reason it's so high on my list is because I like the Mandarin twist.
1: No, you also like that Tony Stark has mental illness during this of like the PTSD.
0: Yeah, he has, he reasonably has PTSD from his experience in Avengers. And I like the fact that in a separate movie, they're trying to deal with the consequences of that. And I I, I like that. And I do like the Mandarin twist. I think if you don't, you definitely don't have this movie as hype as I do.
1: I don't like the Mandarin twist. I don't like this movie (laughs) at all. I mean, I I like it a little bit, but it's just kind of like... For a portion of it, it's just Tony Stark, not in his suit, being upset, and there's a child.
0: I like the kind of Home Alone elements, though. It's like, let's build goofy traps out of Home Depot supplies. I kind of like that as well. I just like, I like this. I like it. I like the I Mandarin know. twist. I like the Tony Stark dealing with PTSD. I, I like the Home Depot goofiness.
1: I don't know. It's, it's a, a little bit of it is kind of like the uh, the Incredible Hulk movie where he's like, well, I can't get my my heart rate up too much. Or I'll turn into the Hulk. And then you see like the, the guy, like the main villain guy I can't remember his name. I wanted to say Max Payne, but I, that's not right.
0: It's not right. Guy Pierce. Let's just go, with Guy Pierce. Guy
1: Pierce, who I love. I love Guy Pierce as an actor. Yeah. Time Machine. We we watched watch the Time that. Machine.
0: Oh, we forgot to say that in the what we've been up to. Yeah. Real quick. I give it an entertaining.
1: It's really good. Yeah. Um, but yeah,
0: he's the main villain. Two thousand seven. The Time Machine. That, yeah. I don't know.
1: Ah. Anywho, he's like, he's like fighting Iron Man a bit in the at one point, and he's like, oh, I can't get too angry. But then he's fighting Iron Man later, and he doesn't care about how angry he gets, but he's fine! Until, like, Pepper destroys mm-hmm. him somehow.
0: I mean, at the end of this movie, it is weird that they automatically cure Pepper and then automatically get all the shrapnel off Tony's chest.
1: Yeah, it's like, why didn't you do this before? Yeah,
0: this seems like something that should have happened, like, the next day you came back in Iron
1: Man 1. It seems like something you clearly could have done. Clean that up, And then he, he
0: blows up all his suits and, like, retires, which he also says he's gonna do at the end of Age Ultron. Yeah. And he doesn't. He comes back with even more suits after Iron Man 3. He has like Veronica and all that yeah. in Age of Ultron, but I think it's a fun movie. I like I like a lot of the aspects of it. I think Ben Kingsley does a great job playing the actor Trevor.
1: Yeah, that I mean that's great. I like I kind of like that part it was just like oh well he didn't know what he was doing kind of and he just wanted drugs, yes. but I mean you gotta think that he should just know.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that these
1: people are bad and to not work with yeah. them. But I, I th- guess he's getting the drugs, so it doesn't...
0: I think people's biggest problems is Mandarin's like Iron Man's biggest villain in the comics. Yeah. From what I know. And fans of that probably saw the first half of this movie. Because Ben Kingsley's great as Mandarin as well, when you yeah. think he's the Mandarin. And we're like, dude, this guy's awesome. I think Ben Kingsley does a great job being imposing and threatening as the Mandarin when you think he's the Mandarin. And he does a great job of playing this just dumb actor guy. And if you're okay with both of those as separate people, then I think you'll like me and love the movie. But I can see how you could be disappointed because you're like, this guy's gonna be cool, right? Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, he's not. He's not cool. And then I agree Guy Pierce is dumb dragon powers and also they are. It, also of
1: course it's the trope of like the bad guy the main bad guy likes the same girl as the main good guy yeah. dumb
0: you know do, do you think iron man 2 and iron man 3 being like mixed received by critics and fans is the reason they just never did an iron man 4
1: i don't know if they could have paid robert downey jr for an iron man 4
0: Maybe not. Maybe not. It is weird that Thor is the only main Avenger that's going to get a fourth movie. So up next at number four is Guardians of the Galaxy and I gave it an entertaining.
1: It's a fun movie.
0: I think Guardians is, even though it's number four, I think it is a good step above Iron Man 3. I don't Mm -hmm. think it's just like one spot. I think there's a bit of a gap there. I am a little turned off by how sci-fi it is for for a guy who loves like Star Trek and Star Wars that's weird way to say but there's something about it that I'm like it's a bit overwhelming
1: well here, here's my thing right I like Guardians of the Galaxy so much because they're not just like normal looking people yeah I mean you've got Peter Quill yeah. who's just a normal human yeah, being a, essentially a dude, yeah. but all the rest of them are like weird Mm-hmm. You know? And then Star Wars they're like all the the main cast people are just normal human beings. You have Chewbacca. He's not really main cast. Main cast from the original Han, trilogy Han, is Han, Luke, and Leia. And then main cast for the prequels is Obi-Wan, Anakin, and Padme. And, Padme. and then main cast for the most recent three, which you pretend don't exist, is Finn and Rey and po. Kylo. Oh, okay. Poe is
0: He's also a human. He's so also I, I human, but And, I, I mean, even in Star Trek, though, you have like, Data or Picard. You know?
1: And they might have, like, you yeah, know, like, Geordi
0: LaForge, but he's, he's a dude with a, a band on his face, right?
1: Yeah, or, like, pointy ears. You know? It's just, like,
0: you mean Spock?
1: Yeah. Uh, Spock.
0: Yeah, which, yeah, it's, it's a little weird. It's like, oh, that's an alien, I guess, but it's just a dude of 20 years. Which I
1: understand. It's because of the technology mm-hmm. and makeup at the time.
0: Yeah. Or oh, yeah. The only one I can think of is Worf, the Klingon from Next Generation. Mm-hmm. But that's, like, the only one on the main cast that I can think of at the moment.
1: But Guardians is like, hey, these are interesting and weird aliens, and that's what you want to see. Like...
0: Yeah. That's
1: what I'm about.
0: It's very fun, and I love the cast, and somehow...
1: Even Mandalorian, it's like, he's just a normal guy in that suit.
0: That is true. That is an interesting thing to point out. But I think it's very well done that you take five characters no one cares about, and no one's ever heard of before. Yeah. And in one movie, you make us like all of them. And that's that's a feat, I think. But it's a very fun movie. Next up, at number three, I have Iron Man 1. And I gave it an excellent.
1: Iron Man 1's good. I mean, it was the first Avengers movie. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's huge. And I think it makes sense to watch more in release date order than like chronological order.
0: Well, you could be one of those people who are actually insane and watch the MCU in like true chronological order where you are going to have to watch like a couple minutes of WandaVision when it goes back to 16 something and then stop it and then watch a couple minutes of something else. Do people do that? Yes. People do that. I mean, it's odd. That's something I've heard of. And that that's. That's you have, committable.
1: You have to like go to a specific episode, start watching it. I'm like, is this your first watch watch-through of this?
0: <laughs> have you we're gonna start with minute twelve of episode six of uh WandaVision. This is a good intro to to the MCU. And it's just uh, Agnes sitting there on the thing, sucking up people's magic and like I'm super confused about what's going on right now. But I think I Man is an excellent film. And the only part that hurts it is the end with the fight with the other Iron Man.
1: But, I mean, it's the first one, yeah. so it's it's acceptable.
0: Everything Iron Man does is not tropey, because it's the first one. Yeah. It establishes those that's, tropes.
1: That's the same thing with, like, Snow White. It's like it's not tropey because it establishes... Yeah,
0: the everything. animated Snow White. Is yes. Like, yeah.
1: I, and, of course, we love to say the line, you know, Tony Stark built this in, in a, a cave! With
0: scrap!
1: I'm not turning Stark.
0: Robert Downey Jr. is meant for this role, and especially in 2008 when this movie came out, I can't imagine how nervous Marvel and Disney and all of them, whoever I think it was Paramount, produced mm-hmm. this movie. But Marvel as an entity, how nervous they could have been putting the weight of the entire MCU. On Robert Downey Jr.'s shoulders.
1: Yeah. And one of our interesting facts is actually like super like
0: crazy. Especially crazy from what about... Robert Downey Jr.'s known for now. Yeah. But he does such a great job. And this movie is so well done. And a lot of Marvel movies, some of the lesser ones, like Age of Ultron, I feel are too action There are too many action scenes in Age of Ultron.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Iron Man doesn't have a lot of action scenes. I feel it has a lot of character development, especially with like him and that doctor or well, scientist in the cave is really well done.
1: Mm-hmm. I like that part.
0: And it has a bunch, it has a lot of it's a much more dramatic movie and I feel like that's that helps it out a lot. And
1: it's weird how early they s- set up for like the 10 rings or whatever.
0: Yeah, I forget what it's called. I wish I could remember this movie that's coming out. At the end of this year or the beginning of next year. It's like the next big MCU film. It's something yeah. in the Ten Rings. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe that could be a completely different Ten Rings.
1: I think it's the same Ten Rings. But
0: it would make sense that's the same Ten Rings. And which it's is just like. like the-
1: which makes me wonder if they're going to bring in, is it Adam? Remember the end credit scene of Guardians 2?
0: Yeah. Yeah, where is that guy at? Yeah.
1: Yeah. He, I think he's supposed to be the... He was supposed to be the one that, like, in the comics, kills Thanos. Yeah. So, like, him never showing up is just like, why Why did you mention this guy?
0: Also, it, it's it's kind of weird because Guardians of the Galaxy 3 isn't even being written yet. Which means it's, it's, it's way out. Yeah. Because James Gunn, for some reason, uh, decided to write the new Suicide Squad movie. And direct it before doing Guardians 3. So who knows what's going to happen there. Though since the Guardians are in Thor Love and Thunder. Adam might be there. Anything else about Iron Man? I think the movie's great up until the final fight. But I don't think it really hurts it that much. huh? It's fine. At number two. For phase one and two combined. Is the first Avengers movie. I gave it an entertaining...
1: It was good. I liked it.
0: I really liked it. I think the spectacle of it is what put it above Iron Man for me. Though it is, it is very... It seems very small now in comparison. I mean, you
1: already see how, like, volatile these characters are with each other. And you have to have, like, the death of Agent Coulson to bring them together. Mm-hmm. I like how easily it's established... That Captain America is the leader of the Avengers.
0: I think it's established that Captain America is the leader only because Tony Stark doesn't want to be. No, he's not! Maria Hill in Age of Ultron asks Tony Stark what the Avengers should do, and Tony goes I'm not the leader ask him, and points to Captain America, which shows that if Tony Stark wanted to be like this is what we're going to do, he could but he doesn't feel like it. So Captain America's no, the leader. Captain
1: America's the leader because he's the only one who's worthy. Besides, well, Thor's worthy too, but he—he's not. What?
0: Well, who? What does worthy mean? Thor does not have the characteristics. Worthy
1: is willing to sacrifice yourself to help others.
0: All the Avengers do that. All no. the Avengers are worthy. No. Tony Stark's the only one who does that.
1: No. They're not willing to sacrifice themselves. Tony Stark's okay, the only Cap- one who
0: does that up until that point. No,
1: Cap did it first. He thought he was going to die in the ice, but he did it anyway.
0: Okay, I suppose. I was thinking about the Avengers movie alone. But I guess... But by the time H. R. Ultron comes around, Iron Man's done that as well. I don't understand what worthy means when it comes well, to listen, Thor's listen, hammer.
1: Listen, Tony is inherently selfish.
0: And he overcame that. That's better. No, That's no, better he than is being four. Still born.
1: inherently selfish. He's he's like I think that my way is always the best way, and I don't want to hear anything else. And I'm gonna go forward with my plan no matter what, even if it hurts a ton of people. That's not the way. Also, can we just say in Avengers when Cap says language, he like in the first movie, I'm pretty sure he cusses.
0: Yeah, I think I think Captain America does does curse a little bit.
1: Actually it it's in it's in Ultron where he's like language. Yeah. And in the first movie he's cussing. Yeah. And I'm like, this doesn't make it. I don't sense. I,
0: I think that joke in Ultron is drawn out a bit too long.
1: Yeah. They've yeah, mentioned
0: it throughout the whole film. But in Avengers, I think it's very small scale. And I do think at times it feels like a, a TV production. Sometimes the budget doesn't seem there, which seems weird to me. But the spectacle of seeing this team together and the classicness of this movie now is what what boosted the number two for me. Mm-hmm. And also I want to say Iron Man 3 is the first MCU movie I ever watched. So that might have something to do with it.
1: I feel like Iron Man was the first one I watched.
0: Because I remember when Avengers came out being like, this is just a fad. It's going to go away. I remember not specifically not going to see it because of that. <laughs> and uh, here we are, 10, 11, no, came out in 2012. Nine years later, doing this list.
1: Well, it might be a, it might be a, a fad now of people who are just like, well, like, we got to the end game, that's it, we're done. we not it. watching anymore. There are people like that. They're like, I'm done.
0: I think that you're going to have two separate columns. I don't know. If like, once once whatever the MCU is is completely over, I think you're probably going to be like, I'm going to watch part one of the MCU and then watch the end game and be like, okay, good. Or you could be like, I'll check out part two this watch through. I don't know if you're going to be like, I'm going to watch the MCU and watch 50-something movies and TV shows. I don't know if that's what's going to happen. So number one on my list is, with Phase One and Phase Two combined,
1: mm-hmm.
0: is Captain America: The Winter Soldier, and I gave it an excellent as well.
1: It's a great movie.
0: I I, I thought it was a great movie as well. It's it's very
1: you get you get Falcon, mm-hmm. you get the Winter Soldier, Bucky, mm-hmm. yeah, you get
0: a lot more Black Widow stuff, a
1: lot more Black Widow stuff. It's just great.
0: Yeah. It's weird to see how quickly they turn Shield into Hydra.
1: Yeah, you get the fall of Shield Hydra. You get Crossbones in this movie.
0: The guy who becomes Crossbones, yeah. yeah. Which so I'm like,
1: you could have just let him end. You could have done it.
0: They needed Crossbones for the beginning but of the, Civil but War. But the
1: Hippocratic Oath—they just immediately decimate that man. <laughs>
0: they need someone to beat up.
1: Immediately decimated.
0: But I thought this movie was so good with the kind of more spy thriller a little bit, I suppose, and just what's going on in the movie. There's a lot of Samuel Jackson, which I like. Get
1: the the wood, is that the is this one? No, no not the wood end. is age old. Look how to make
0: Though I have to question Samuel Jackson's ability to be the leader of an organization because this is twice now. He has let the bad guys overthrow from the inside. He let Sidious do it in Star Wars, and he's letting HYDRA do it now. Samuel L. Jackson, you're a great Samuel
1: actor. Samuel L. Jackson, not Samuel L. Jackson.
0: I'm gonna put some respect on it.
1: Samuel yeah. L. Jackson.
0: Master Windu, listen. You need to vet your people better.
1: I mean, to be fair, Mace Windu wasn't in charge of the, the Jedi.
0: I guess he wasn't the Grand Master, of the Jedi, but he was like second. I think I think Mace Windu's second command. I don't
1: know. Blame Yoda for that one.
0: Blame Yoda. I, I do blame Yoda for that one. But in this movie, though, they do say Samuel Jackson's like. I lost my eye because I trusted someone I shouldn't have. And, and it the, turns and out the, to be a cat.
1: It's a cat. Or oh, flurking. Flurking.
0: But it's like, how, what What do you mean? Like, you picked it up, I trusted it wouldn't scratch my eye out? Well, he
1: was like, he was petting the cat. The cat's name is Goose, I believe. And he's petting the cat. And then and then he, like, picks up the cat. And then it's just like, I hate you.
0: <laughs> yeah. So they kind of just do that as a joke. Where they, they build it up a bit in this movie. Yeah. It's like, oh, who who uh, who who wronged him? And, and you cat. see,
1: like, the three scars, yeah. and you're like, hmm. Mm. And it turns out to be a cat.
0: I suppose, yeah.
1: And then they show you the eye. Ugh. Oh.
0: He has, like, an entirely different super-secret profile on the computer based on this eye.
1: It's like, where are took her after a third? And, and, and then, and since Black Widow has the, the, the face mask yeah, thingy... The
0: Mission Impossible face mask thing.
1: Which, I mean... Is not as good as the mask that Red Mask had. Red Skull Red had. Red Skull, yeah.
0: But, uh, real quick. Director Fury's profile. Yes. They erase it. Yes. The fake eye profile. Yes. Was also under his name. Did they not see this other profile? It was deep. It was all deep hidden.
1: They, they were like, we got the one.
0: Yeah.
1: Clearly that's his only one. Like, mm. th- come on. Would,
0: would, you, would you say that Hydra turned up? blind eye to that second Samuel Jackson profile. Mm,
1: So bad. (laughs) Such a bad joke.
0: (laughs) So there's uh, Phase 1 and Phase 2 ranked for y'all. See how they integrate into Phase 3 in the second part of this, which comes out in two weeks because next week we're doing our Snyder Cut review finally with a friend of ours. Yes, a good friend. We'll see what they... Give to the podcast. Jamie wrote a theme song for the podcast. Oh yeah! When he when he came on, so I expect great things. Yes,
1: great things. An
0: animated intro for our YouTube videos.
1: Terrible, but great.
0: <laughs> so let's get on into Keto's corner. What does Keto wants to know today?
1: Uh, Keto would like everyone to know to spay and neuter your pets, to adopt from a pet shelter when possible. And she's upset because mom took away her bird toy because she was playing with it during the podcast.
0: And now into the interesting fact.
1: The interesting facts.
0: Now we got several. Do you want to begin or do you want me to begin?
1: I'll start if I can read your handwriting.
0: I might have to do all of them today.
1: In the movie Iron Man. The
0: first movie. The
1: first movie. Terrence Howard was actually the highest paid actor in that movie, he earned about two times as much as Robert Downey Jr. did because he was an award-winning actor and Robert Downey Jr. was just coming back from, like, hiatus. Yeah,
0: rehab and all that. Yeah. And I guess that made Marvel's decision pretty easy when Terrence Howard wanted extra money. They're like, you are not important to this franchise at all.
1: And then and then Don Cheadle comes in and is like, "I'm here.
0: It's me. I'm here. It's weird. Deal with it."
1: Yeah, and that and you're just like, "Okay, okay. okay. I'm sorry. I'm, oh.
0: I'm sorry, Brody. I didn't mean to upset you like that." The spa you went to really did a number on you. It's clearly you different looking, actor. Looking good. <laughs> looking good. Thanos began as an Avengers rewrite. He wasn't. That wasn't the plan going into Avengers. They didn't know they were going to end with the end game at that point. Because the Rider of Avengers felt that there needed to be a bigger bad guy pulling Loki's strings.
1: Yeah, because Loki, he's kind of more of the anti-hero type. Yeah. And it's like, would he do all of this on his own? No. Nah. Probably not. So they came
0: up with Thanos, which seems like drove the entire rest of the MCU in a different direction. Yeah. but and
1: changed color many times. And
0: changed co- yeah. It starts as a blueberry, ends up as a eggplant. I'm not sure what color he ends up as. He definitely looks different every time you see him.
1: Eggplant's really dark. For yeah. A lavender. blueberries?
0: I don't know. But he changes color and chin shape every time you see him up until Infinity War, which is awkward. Next, and the last interesting fact for the day, is that the director of the first Incredible Hulk film, I guess the only Incredible Hulk film, wanted Mark Ruffalo to play the Hulk originally. But Marvel convinced him to cast Edward Norton instead, which is very ironic.
1: Especially since Edward Norton provided all of those rewrites and then didn't pick the character. again.
0: Yeah, I think The Incredible Hulk might be as good as it is because of Edward Norton's rewrites, though.
1: Perhaps, yeah. It seems
0: like, from what I read, from what we read when we were watching the film, Edward Norton really likes the character, like cares about the Hulk as a character. And provided a bunch of stuff he felt made it more Bruce Banner Hulk like. And I think they don't really care about the Hulk in the MCU. Like as a character, he's just another cog in the machine, right? So it'd be interesting to see what the Incredible Hulk would have been like with Mark Buffalo in it. Might have actually made the movie better though, because it would have connected.
1: We'll never see.
0: We'll never see it. We'll never see. Because Disney cannot make a standalone Hulk film legally.
1: I'm sure they'll buy it at some point.
0: You think Paramount's gonna give up the Hulk? I mean... They might do a Sony thing where they're like, we'll loan you Spider-Man, but you can't buy it.
1: Well, like, Spider-Man's so successful, Hulk is not really, like...
0: Yeah, Paramount's not making money off Hulk outside of the MCU. Yeah. Sony made money off of Spider-Man, and then made some bad movies. Yeah, Sony. Sony made one of the best comic book movies of all time with Spider Man Two, and was like trash. That's what we're gonna do after this. Trash.
1: No, you got be nice to Andrew Garfield.
0: I meant, I meant Spider Man Three. Oh, yeah, and Amazing Spider Man Two is pretty bad too. The first one, made Spider Man One,
1: not too bad. Yeah,
0: but. We'll discuss those further when we watch non-MCU Marvel movies. And um, Courtney is ready for those. Daredevil, Elektra, Blade. I've
1: seen Elektra before. <laughs> I have I own Elektra on DVD. Why? How cause... cheap
0: did you buy this movie for? If you paid more than free for it, I'm gonna be mad.
1: I mean, I didn't pay for it. Oh, it was so, free? I was a child.
0: Oh. I can't believe you convinced someone to buy you Elektra. I, I
1: wasn't like, Mom, I want Elektra. It was just... In our DVDs. I don't know. Uh, I also, don't even know how it got there. You
0: also got Catwoman by Halle Berry in there?
1: No, I've seen that one. can't believe you've seen that one. I think Catwoman. I rented that one. Oh my god. But I, I did go to theaters and watch Fan4Stick, which was...
0: Horrible. Oh yeah, we have to watch we have to watch those as well.
1: Uh, like That's the closest I ever got to falling asleep in a movie theater. Was Fan4Stick. I'm not paying like 15, 20 bucks for a nap. For a nap? Yeah. I'm not falling asleep during a movie.
0: You ever you ever walk, walked out of a movie? No. You ever thought about walking out of a movie? Not, I'm
1: not paying 15, 20 bucks to leave.
0: You ever think about walking out of a movie?
1: I think I thought about it for, for Beautiful Creatures.
0: Yeah. I've only... The closest I've ever went is going to the bathroom during a movie. I refuse no matter how bad I have to go to the bathroom to get up and walk and like go to the bathroom doing a movie.
1: When you're a kid, you'll, you'll, it, it happens and that can't be helped. Yeah.
0: Like during the Dark Knight Rises, I had to go to the bathroom the second we sat down and I didn't get up for like three hours and then I peed for like two minutes. But the only movie I've ever gotten up to go to the bathroom doing is Need for Speed. I was like. I'm not going to miss anything if I leave right now.
1: Do you remember the trailers for Hurricane Heist?
0: Yeah, dude, we should watch that.
1: Nope.
0: It's gotta be bad. Yep. Yeah. Not watching. No? No. You want to do an episode where we rank the Sharknado films?
1: I haven't seen any of the Sharknado films. <laughs> I'm good.
0: So, thanks for watching, guys. Next week is Snyder Cut. Be sure to check that out. We'll also give our impressions of the first Winter Soldier. And,
1: of course, for our, our special guest, we'll have their nerdy first date.
0: Yeah, that'll probably replace the What We've Been Up To segment for that episode. So be excited for that. And, you know, if you haven't checked out our Notify for State episode, it's episode one. Give that a listen. See what mine and Courtney's answers are to those questions to compare those to our guests. Yeah. Answer them for yourselves. Figure out which one of us you like better and why it's me.
1: it's obviously going to be me.
0: So we'll see you guys on the next episode. Bye. Nerds at Odds is made possible by our supporters over on Patreon.com slash Nerds at Odds. If you want to become a member of our community and gain access to the show four days early, gain the ability to submit your questions, comments, and concerns, and so much more, consider supporting us over there. Thank you, and have a great day. Hey everyone, I'm Alex.
1: And I'm Courtney. And this is Nerds at Odds.
0: Nerds at Odds is your weekly podcast about all things in nerd culture and beyond, and if you want to get the show early, ad-free, with the ability to submit your questions, comments, concerns, and so much more, head on over to patreon.com slash nerds at odds.
1: And I'd like to remind everyone to rate and review the podcast wherever you listen. It helps us out.
0: And check us out on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch at Nerds at Odds. And now let's hop on into what we've been doing recently. Courtney, what have you been up to?
1: So I've been doing some stuff. I've had the week off of work, so that's been nice. Yeah. I've been playing some Cozy Grove.
0: Yeah, it's a new game. I think it's on most platforms. It's on You've a been lot of it. platforms.
1: I've been playing on the Apple Arcade, because we have it through...
0: I mean, I mean, I, I pay for it. Oh, you pay for yeah, it. Yeah, it's four nine nine a month. I don't know how many people can be on it, but Courtney and I share one subscription. I think... Everybody on your family plan can share it. Yeah. It's pretty worth I mean, it's like a hundred and something games. They release new ones all the time. I found a couple gems that I enjoy. Yeah. Courtney plays a couple of them as well. I've I've played a
1: few. Cozy Grows is the one that I've been most interested in. It's kind of like a mix between Spiritfarer and Animal Crossing, I find. Because it's like, oh, there's these... It's all bears. There's these bear spirits and you're trying to help them move on cuz you're like a spirit scout. Yeah. So it's kind of like a girl scout but you like help ghosts and stuff. And the island just has all these ghosts, but there's also like crafting and you're harvesting and you're fishing mm. and all that stuff. There's no fighting whatsoever. Though you do get a machete to knock down weeds. Yeah.
0: So you're saying the store is kind of like Spirit Fair gameplay is mostly Animal Crossing?
1: Yeah, but like Spirit Fair but slower like you i i think you have to build hearts all the way up with these spirits and then maybe you can pass on i haven't gotten mm-hmm. that far but it's also like you play it every day y- you get new quests and stuff yeah, you every complete day. tasks
0: for the people and you gain hearts that way kind yeah. of okay
1: and you need spirit logs as well to upgrade your fire
0: and spirit logs are a reward that the tasks can give you but they don't always yes okay so if
1: you get spirit logs you can upgrade your fire you can meet new spirits unlock more areas of the island it's a lot of fun and the music is great yeah and it's super cute
0: would you say it's better than animal crossing new horizons
1: the new animal crossing just has so much and i haven't missed the day with cozy grove yet yeah so i don't know how it reacts when you miss a day but it was like with Animal Crossing, you miss time and then you know if you go back that pe- like that your residents are gonna be like, Why were you gone for so yeah. long? And it makes you feel bad and I don't wanna feel bad. And also since I have it on my phone, it's a, a whole lot easier to just go like, Well let me just
0: Yeah, do a little quick do a little bit Instead of turning your Switch on and all that.
1: Yeah, to get my Switch, turn it on, load up Animal Crossing, find the game cartridge, actually. Yeah. And, like, all this other stuff. Whereas with Cozy Groove, I can just, like, put it up on my phone and play it real quick. And I can come back to it fairly easy. Like, it goes past midnight, I feel like, for the day.
0: Is it easy to play on the phone?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a couple of things. Like, when you're scrolling... Sometimes you'll accidentally click off and then your character will be like, I'll run away from where yeah. I was at. And I'm like, no, go back. But that's the only like kind of annoying
0: You thing. can play it with a controller. Like I tried it on my iPad for like 30 minutes and you can hook up like your Xbox controller to it or something if you wanted to play it that way. Yeah. So if you have those means, you can do that. I think Animal Crossing, the Palm for me is that I'm not into the end game idea of playing it just to play it pretty much.
1: Well, it's like they keep adding new things. It's like, oh, well, Easter's coming up. We'll have Bunny Day. Oh, Christmas is coming up. We'll have, like, Jolly.
0: Yeah, but I don't, like, really care about those events. Animal Crossing seems like once you complete, like, the story, you know, get the guy to come sing on your island. Yeah. You're playing it just to play it. Cozy Grove seems like there's more story, like, actual story.
1: I Animal Crossing just reached a point with me where I was just like, I feel like I'm playing this and trying to get all this stuff but I'm not really having fun like oh well you've gotta collect all these recipes that randomly drop yeah. from the sky and it's like I can't I can't just be running around I'm an, I'm an adult yeah. you know I can't just be running around on an island for hours hoping I hear the whoosh of wind knowing that there's a balloon above me yeah. and then be disappointing when it's like an egg yeah or just some dumb piece of furniture or something
0: (laughs) so i assume that you would recommend cozy grove to fans of animal crossing would you recommend it to people who haven't played that game
1: i mean it's a really cute fun game it's different obviously you you get a pickaxe you have a dowsing rod Mm. which you can find like relics okay and stuff like that the, there's, like, the donating feature, but you actually get rewards for donating stuff every time instead of just being like, here, take this. And he's like, cool, thanks. <laughs> Animal Crossing, I feel like I was pulling up the wiki page.
0: A lot more? Yeah, because mm.
1: it's like, oh, well, Red comes by, and you have to, like, figure out which painting is real or which sculpture is real yeah. and, like, all that other stuff. And I'm just like, I don't I don't care that much, and it's like, you don't have to worry about making your island beautiful. I mean, there's decorations and stuff, but you can't, like, chop down all the trees and then regrow all the trees in the place you want. But it's a fun game.
0: Okay. Anything else you've been up to?
1: Watch some more Murder, She Wrote. I finished a really big Disney Villains puzzle.
0: That you can check out on Instagram.
1: Yes, it's a, one, it's 1,500 pieces. Yeah. And it was really fun. It was like, you. I finished the border and I was like, where do I go from here? <laughs> but then once I like started, because it's individual p- like portraits portrait, yeah. of the Disney villains. The one I have coming up that I'm going to work on is going to be a lot more difficult. But it should be fun. It's also a Disney one. It's just what they had at Walmart. You can
0: track that progress on Instagram, I'm assuming, as you work through it.
1: I don't really post progress pictures i'll post a picture of the the box yeah and then at like at some point maybe a few days later you'll see like i finished it
0: yeah so i've been up to pretty much the one thing i've played mortal kombat 11 still working on the platinum in that game it's it's really fun i enjoy it a lot it's It's been a while since i played the other Mortal Kombat games, but 9, 10, and 11, or, I mean, 10 is X, so 9, X, and 11 are all great games. I would recommend playing all of them if you're into fighting games and you're down with Mortal Kombat. It's my favorite fighting game. I love the absurd violence of it.
1: And you haven't had a lot of time to do stuff on your own because I've been here, not at work.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Courtney's been really sucking away my... Mortal Kombat time. You know, it's it's a grindy platinum, you know, I gotta get in there, I gotta complete two hundred and fifty different towers. So that's
1: that sounds dumb. Yeah,
0: it's like twenty hours in itself. So.
1: Also while I've been doing my puzzles and stuff, been listening to podcasts.
0: That's that's a given.
1: Yes. Yeah. And anytime I'm I'm not bothered by people and am doing something that is either dull and I know how to do it or kind of monotonous or just like artistic i'll listen to podcasts
0: and if you want to learn more about our podcast taste we have the podcast podcast i believe it's like episode 11 but just search through our catalog and find that if you want to hear what we listen to maybe find some other recommendations to to add to your catalog yeah
1: surprise surprise mine is actually a lot of true crime yeah because i'm a freak Uh.
0: i feel i feel like well, you have the stuff you should know and things like that, so your tastes are kind of eclectic.
1: I, I like more real podcasts yeah. and not ones that are, like, fantasy. Like, I have, I have like, Welcome to Night Vale, but I like hmm. stuff where it's just like, hey, let me tell you this little story. Let me tell you about, all about horses this yeah. one episode. So, like, cool. if,
0: if you want to hear more about that, check out the podcast podcast. We have been playing some more Stardew yes. on our co-op world where... Almost to the end of spring, year two.
1: We have a friend who's interested in possibly doing a Harvest Moon Stardew Valley podcast episode with us. Oh, interesting. In the future, okay. perhaps.
0: We could get into that. And we unlock the island from 1.5.
1: Haven't really gone. No,
0: we're finishing up like the extra bundle that's in the dilapidated Jojima yeah. area. So we need to catch sturgeon for caviar, get a prismatic sword, or get five golden ancient fruits. So we're working on that, kind of complete that, and then focus solely on the island.
1: And we got married in the game. Yeah. And apparently I'm pregnant in yeah. the game. Yeah, going to have a kid soon. 14 days. Full. Cool. 14 days.
0: I wonder how that works, because like, there's only basically four months, and you're pregnant for half of a month. So I wonder if the math works out to you're basically pregnant for the same percentage of a year in game as you would be in real life. I don't think so. So, someone who knows math, get get down on that and uh, let us know.
1: I think it's just, like, possibly we're adopting. Yeah. Because, like, 14 days. Like, that's half of a month. Yeah. That wouldn't equate to nine months.
0: Yeah, we'll see.
1: It would not equate.
0: So, we've also been watching this new show on Netflix we found called The Toys That Made Us. Yes. it There's three seasons...
1: They're very short seasons.
0: Yeah, there's four episodes a season, 45 minutes an episode or so. We watched, I don't know if it was the first season or the newest season, I don't know. We
1: were just bored last night, and we were going through, it was like, well, we haven't checked out Netflix in a while. And we just, we found this, and what was the first episode?
0: The first episode was, oh, what was it? I forget it, there was Power Rangers... They're, it was Teenage Mutant yeah, Ninja yeah. Turtles. Yeah, first episode was those Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, then Power Rangers, then My Little Pony, then, like, WWF, WWE wrestling figures. Those are the four we watched. I think that's the newest season. And it's, just, it's such a fun show, and it's a really cool documentary.
1: It, so, for... I don't know if I've told this, but for Christmas, I bought my sister a pink Power Rangers hoodie. Mm. And watching that made me go man i really want a power rangers hoodie too and my sister always got the pink ranger because pink was her favorite color and i always got the yellow ranger because it was the only other girl but i loved i think her name was trini
0: i don't i don't remember
1: i think it was t-r-i-n-i and i think it was i think it was trini was how you said her name but i loved her she was great i think kimberly was the pink ranger yeah but I I have now bought a yellow Ranger jacket hoodie. Yeah.
0: And uh, she taught me into buying one. I was gonna get a silver Ranger, a titanium Ranger one from like the Curse of the Cobra Because that's the one I liked as a kid. But they didn't have that. Then I was like, oh, let me get a, a white Ranger one. I like the white Ranger from it's got Co- the
1: cool like yeah. shoulder. Yeah, from things. Curse of the
0: Ooze and stuff like that. That was not a prime hoodie. So I was like, what else they got? I ended up with green. Green's really cool. And it was on Prime. Well,
1: I mean, the Green Ranger becomes the White Ranger. Yeah, so I like
0: the White Ranger's outfit more. But I got green. It's fine. He has the dinosaur zord. So excited about that. And now do you want to get into our spoiler-free discussion of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Episode 1 and 2? Yes. So what did you think of Episode 1 on its own?
1: Episode 1 was a little slow. Yeah. You don't have any interaction between Falcon no. and the Winter Soldier at all.
0: No, they're kind of setting up just the seeds for, like, the heavy stuff.
1: Yeah, it's like, well, Falcon and his family is having some financial issues.
0: Mm-hmm. Bucky's going through, like, psychological counseling and stuff.
1: Yeah, and he's he's trying to make amends with people he hurt, but it's kind of like, well, if I tell you what happened, is it going to hurt you more? yeah. Or like, I feel bad for Bucky because he didn't know what he was doing, really. Yeah, like he was conscious for it; he remembers it, but it—he was being mind controlled. So I feel really bad for him, and poor Falcon. Like he's trying to do everything he can to help his family, and the world's not just not going for it.
0: Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of hard to believe that. In real life, in this scenario, they wouldn't have like a stipend for heroes. Well, like, that's
1: the thing. I'm pretty sure Tony Stark was doing that, but now that he's dead, so he's saying just Pe- Pep is
0: like, we got to cut that off. Like that, that just doesn't make sense. It just seems like he'd be like, he's a billionaire, you know, he could put a couple million aside. She has aside. a
1: child to raise on her own. All right, she's she, a
0: billionaire.
1: She's got a child to right. raise. That's just
0: that's just kind of, that's just kind of elite for me own. that they don't have access to funds, but. We got. If you get over that, well,
1: we don't know how well the Stark Enterprises did during the blip. Yeah, couldn't tanked.
0: True, I guess. Yeah, but if you get past that, I think the story that that's going off like that heavier stuff is interesting. Yes, there was some cool action at the beginning of episode one. Yes, it was a fun. It was intriguing. It wasn't really fun because it's very heavy, but. I would give it an entertaining. I thought the episode was pretty good.
1: Yeah, I I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. Uh, so you said that you thought that there was only going to be six episodes. I don't know if that's true or not. But if there is, they've got to finish the story yeah. real fast. Well,
0: yeah. So episode two is a lot more fun. It's yes. a lot more action, and it, it really doesn't advance any of the plot points from episode one. Yeah. But it adds a bunch of new plot points, which are very interesting.
1: And man, there's a character I hate. Yeah. At first, I was like, oh. Well, when you first see him in episode one, you're like, I don't like it. Yeah. And then you see him, you like start learning more about him in episode two, and you're like, maybe he's not he so bad. He could be a bad. decent guy. He could be okay. And then, and then you see that everything has gone to his head, and you hate him.
0: Yeah. But I mean, this show is definitely more high budget than WandaVision, because it's more action-y. Mm-hmm. Each episode, and each episode's longer- so I, I think that's why it's probably only six episodes, but you you're getting like forty five minutes a piece, which I really enjoy, and they're more like big like acts of a movie, you know so. my
1: my favorite thing is watching a show like this with you, and then anytime something happens where you you feel like contact cringe yeah. from a situation, you just being like covering your eyes. <laughs> Or whatever. It's my favorite thing. I love that part where Falcon and Winter Soldier are together and Mm -hmm. they have to like talk to each other. Yeah, And and you're just like I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like this at all. But But I'm just sitting there like this is super funny.
0: (laughs) I am enjoying this show much more than WandaVision so far. We'll see how it pans out. I thought WandaVision got much better as the show progressed. But they didn't really land all of the Hints and stuff they'll tossing out. Those really didn't pan out. So uh, let's see how this show goes.
1: Honestly, it's just like there's so much stuff that they're like possibly leaving little breadcrumbs yeah. for, and you've just got to stop. You can't theorize anymore, and you can't trust anything that yeah. any of the actors say. It's like, oh, well, I'm gonna be able to work with somebody I've never worked yeah. with before. Shut up.
0: But I mean, for me, as long as the Falcon and the Winter Soldier stays exactly where it's at like entertaining wise, I think it's gonna end up better than WandaVision. But it has the chance to go like even further beyond and be and be a, a really quality.
1: I just love the interactions between Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Sam and Bucky. Yeah, I think they know.
0: might be my, my favorite duo in the MCU. And... But
1: they just they just kinda hate each other but also they're like frenemies. Yeah. They like hate each other but they also like really care about each other but they really hate each other.
0: (laughs) They're really annoyed by each other. I don't know if they hate, but they're very annoyed. I mean,
1: considering some of the stuff they said of, like, I'm never, like, we're going to do this thing, and we're never going to talk to each other ever again. It's like, okay.
0: I I doubt that's how the show's going to end. I think think they're,
1: they're good friends. Yeah.
0: Let's get on into the topic of today's show, which is part two of our MCU rankings. First, we are going to rank phase three by itself. And then I'll quickly run down the entire rankings of all twenty-four movies and WandaVisions in this so. which
1: I have contributed to some movies going up or down because of something I said watching Infinity War.
0: Yeah, a lot she she said some things, a test that I have to run against all movies now, which which really affected some of these rankings. And I think this is complete my rankings have shifted A decent amount. I think my top five is still my top five. Mm -hmm. But I think I think in the body of the rankings like the bottom five is still the bottom five. But in the body there's been some serious movement. So just phase three ranked because we did phase one and phase two last episode. Just phase three out of the 11 phase three movies. I think the worst of those is Ant-Man and the Wasp. But I still gave it an entertaining. I mean it's just It felt like just another movie to me. It's
1: just I like I didn't really care. Yeah. They're like, and I do, I don't understand the thing of like Ant-Man went to Germany and fought alongside Captain America and now Hope and Hank are on the run because it was their technology. Yeah. It's like, well, he stole the technology from them. They like they He took it somewhere without their permission. It's not their fault. Yeah. I don't understand.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't get that plot point either. For me, it's like Paul Rudd is great as Ant Man; he's funny. Oh, I really yeah. enjoy watching him. But just everything in the movie, I was like, it doesn't like this is happening. It's whatever. It's just another MCU movie. It's not nothing special.
1: I mean, it's important to the plot oh, for in yeah, but it's just kind of like there. Yes,
0: yeah, so it's two hours to kind of explain one thing.
1: I mean, it it literally it's. Hey, this is all about the quantum realm. And then at the at the end credit scene they're like, But he could survive in the quantum realm for five years.
0: Yeah. So, so there you have it. There but you go. I gave it an entertaining I think it's the worst of phase three. Next up is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. There's just something about this movie that doesn't have the magic of the first movie. It's just kind of I don't know, drab. It's still entertaining and I like the characters, but there's just something about it that I do not vibe with.
1: Oh yeah, I love I love all the characters in this movie. I love the actor what's his name?
0: Kurt Russell. Kurt the, the bad Russell. guy. Yeah.
1: Kurt Russell is one of my favorite actors.
0: <laughs> and the reveal of what's happening on that planet the yeah. first time you see it, yeah. it is really good, but I don't I just something about the movie. I don't the, I don't like the that much.
1: reveal that Kurt Russell the dad. Yeah put cancer in quill's mom's head yeah it's just like
0: yeah and then you oh see no. all those bodies all the skeletons and then you're like oh he has like hundreds of kids that he's killed on this planet
1: yeah it's just like oh you're a disappointment death
0: yeah like that's a the reveal is cool
1: but ultimately it kind of doesn't matter it's like oh peter quill He's part Celestial, yeah, he has these he's powers, got all these powers. But
0: then they have to kill his dad and he loses them, so... Yeah,
1: so it's just like, well, now he has no powers, so... Yeah.
0: it's the whole movie just getting Mantis?
1: The whole movie was getting Mantis, getting Nebula on their side. Yeah,
0: Gamora and Quill are kind of more in love, I mean...
1: Yeah, I mean, th- though they're still not, like, a couple yeah. couple.
0: They introduce Adam in the end credits, but it's been... It's been like five years and nothing has come about with that.
1: I'm hoping that Adam shows up, possibly in Love and Thunder.
0: Well, maybe. I think. I think that's if he's not there, it's going to be like a decade before we see well, him.
1: Well, we th- like, I'm sure for the first Iron Man, people were like, "Oh, all oh, the rings, you know, whatever the eleven rings or whatever yeah. it is," and and then they're just like, "That's not really important." And you do, and, all, and all you hear is rings for, yeah. like, a couple of movies, and then mm-hmm. they just drop it, yeah. and now they're actually having a movie about, like, the 11 rings. Or 7 rings, or whatever seven it rings. is. I don't even remember.
0: Yeah, we'll see that, but there's just- I don't- I can't put my finger on it. I just don't think it's as fun as the first movie. It's still entertaining, because, all no, like the characters no. are great. no,
1: here's the problem. Everyone got stupid. It's my problem with the new Teen Titans, the Teen Titans Go thing. Everyone is stupid. It's, like, the whole thing in the first movie is, like, oh, well, Rocket's smart. Mm -hmm. He just likes playing jokes on people. Yeah. You know? Peter's being sarcastic Mm -hmm. and, like, joking with people. And then everyone's just, like, what do you mean? Yeah. And I'm, like, that's Drax's character. Drax doesn't understand. Drax doesn't understand
0: humor, yeah. Yeah. And Gamora's, like, fed up with it all. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But everyone's just dumb.
0: Everyone's the same character, And then there's, like,
1: fart humor poop humor, yeah. all that other stuff, and I'm just like, I don't need this.
0: It's not as smart and witty as the first movie maybe. Yeah.
1: It's just kind of like like they literally Rocket talks about Peter finding something soft and smelly in his pillowcase yeah. for like
0: It's a minute or two of, of Rocket explaining how he's gonna like poop in pillow and uh Quill's pillow or something. Yeah. It's like man, and this it's goes just on. like
1: why? Yeah. Why?
0: So I it was it's still entertaining. It's still kinda of fun, but it's it's much dumber than the first one. I
1: love baby Groot. I understand he's a baby and that's why he has to they have things explained to him like countless yeah. times. It's like this button? No, yeah. not that I mean, button. That's a funny scene, that's, that's funny. F- that's really good. Yeah. But maybe just have Drax stupid uh-huh. and then baby stupid. Yeah. But like Mantis always are like also being dumb. It's just like everyone's dumb in this movie and yeah. I don't like
0: it. Next up at number nine, I have Captain Marvel. I feel like the mov- the movies, the movie's fine. My favorite part, is Samuel Jackson, but I feel like a part of this being so low for me. I think it's entertaining. Is the fact that I don't think Marvel cares about Captain Marvel. I think that Captain Marvel feels to me like a movie that the CEOs of Disney and Marvel, whoever, were like, we need like a standalone female superhero movie. Let's set it in the 90s, and let's just really, you know, try to make the audience that we want this movie to be for like this movie. But let's have her not do nothing in Endgame except show up once or twice, you know, and then forget about her. She's off-world. There's no, like, planned sequel for this movie as far as I know. It just they, seems like... They,
1: they really need a sequel. Just, like show me what she's been doing. Yeah. Like, what? What? There's countless other planets out there and they don't have the Avengers. I'm like, okay, cool. What did you do for them?
0: Yeah. I feel like maybe Marvel has the problem with Captain Marvel that DC has with Superman, right? And they are going about it two completely different ways. And Justice League, Superman is there and he can single-handedly solve all problems. Yeah. And MCU, Captain Marvel could basically defeat most villains, if not all of them.
1: Yeah.
0: So they just decide to have her not there. She's nowhere to be found. And that's how they solve the problem. Look, and it kind of just ruins.
1: It's like in, in Far From Home. And they're like, well, why can't any of the other Avengers do it? They're not here right now. Yeah. It's like,
0: where, what are they doing? Well, I mean, it may, I mean, Thor, you know Thor is gone. That makes Thor's sense. Thor's off-world. Hulk is doing nothing, apparently.
1: I mean, Hulk could do something. He's, he's smart, Hulk. That's what I'm saying.
0: No, apparently he's just... Not doing anything. Yeah, Captain America and Iron are gone.
1: Out of the picture. Uh,
0: Black Widow's gone. Yeah, Clint's probably with his family. He doesn't want to be part of this anymore. I doubt.
1: Yeah, and Um, what could he do against the Elementals? But I mean, what could Spider Man do? He just has the yeah the web shooties.
0: You have who? I mean, who else is like Doctor Strange?
1: Doctor Strange. He could could do something. He could definitely help, and he would have like immediately see through Quentin Beck. Yeah, like immediately. Mysterio.
0: I understand in real life why Black Panther can't do anything. Yeah. By the time Far From Home came out, he was like, you know, he can't be Black Panther anymore. Yeah. So I understand that. And then they're just like, Captain Marvel's not here. That's her almost entire character. She's not here.
1: Don't invoke her name.
0: So there you go. I, I feel like it's an entertaining movie, but it's not important to the MCU because the MCU doesn't really care about her so far. Yeah. Next up, I have Adventures Infinity War at uh, Entertaining. Basically, solely because... It failed probably five or more spots because of what Courtney explained to me. Courtney, do you want to explain why Infinity War has fallen so far on my list?
1: The the problem that I have with Infinity War... Like, I, I love Endgame. Uh, it might be my top movie, mm. honestly. Infinity War, nothing happens that matters. Mm. Nothing matters at all in this movie. They do all of this stuff to try and stop Thanos from getting the stones and it doesn't matter he gets all the stones he wins
0: yeah if if nothing if the heroes did nothing Thanos would have got the stones and done the exact same thing they does at the end of the movie yes so it's just two and a half hours of you watching stuff that in the end doesn't matter
1: yeah it's it, watch a movie where you where everything fails in the end
0: yeah I mean it's fun it's a fun movie at times. It really makes me want to see Love and Thunder because I want to see Thor and the Guardians interact more. But
1: but it's just like, let's go through it. We've got Vision. They take him to Wakanda, and that takes a long time, apparently. And then they're trying to get the stone separated from his head, which apparently could work. Could have worked, They could have done that. But then all the bad guys show up, so the whole, we gotta get him to Wakanda so we can get the stone out of his head. That didn't work. Now we're fighting. Wanda destroys the stone. And they have like a whole scene of like, oh, I don't want to destroy the stone. You'll die. But Blah,
0: does it doesn't matter.
1: Doesn't matter.
0: Because he has the time stone.
1: He has the time stone. Doesn't matter. The whole thing of like fighting Thanos on Titan. I know that it's like part of Strange's plan. So it'll... Be like they will eventually win, all that stuff. However, none of the fight matters. <laughs> yeah. Because Peter Quill lost his mind, and punched Thanos. It could have worked. That they could have. That... They could have gotten the glove off of him. Yeah. Quill lost his mind.
0: It's it's a movie that is much better the first time you watch it because you're like, is it? How how are they gonna stop him? You you're hoping till the end. It's like man, they're gonna figure out how to stop him. But the second time through, you're like, all this is useless. It's just useless. Yeah,
1: it's, I'm just sitting there. I'm like, none of this matters. It's like, oh, it, the whole excursion for Thor to go get the, the, axe. the axe. I mean, sure, it's great. He has the axe for later, which is very important. However, for that movie, nothing happens.
0: Yeah, it's like the, the plot of the movie is Thanos getting the stones. He has to get the stones for the plot. Yeah. Therefore, the the rest of the plot, trying to stop him from getting the stones, is just filler. You're just filling time. I don't, I don't know to to make it entertaining, but yeah. that's about it. It does it does ruin the movie a lot when you realize that nothing that happens in the movie matters. Yeah. At all.
1: It's like all, the the two three times that Vision is attacked to get his Mind Stone and they stop it. It's just like didn't matter. Yeah glad you stopped it i guess i get more interactions of characters but it doesn't matter
0: <laughs> yeah so that that's why it's down on the list i still think it's entertaining but it, it did lose a lot of spots for me at number seven is doctor strange i like doctor strange more watching it this time than any of the previous times i watched it i think it's a really fun movie
1: i like doctor strange yeah seeing it now with all the visuals and stuff good movie yeah
0: i do it, it is it is a couple spots lower than it could be because the visual effects do carry a lot of this movie mm-hmm. but it's still a fun origin story I like back to a lot of Doctor Strange I like the magical, mystical stuff they're, they're introducing to the world, yes. the end fight with Dormammu is, is really interesting because it's not an actual fist fight, it's Doctor Strange outsmarting Dormammu and figuring yeah. out how to beat him that way so it's a very entertaining movie Anything else you want to say about Doctor Strange?
1: Well, it was good. I mean, I like Benedict Cumberbatch. I mean, the bad guys are stupid. They're like, oh, we we will live forever with Dormammu. And it's just like, yeah, but he's a bad guy. Yeah. You, you literally, like, he eats planets, essentially.
0: I mean, this could be a an intro to Galactus. Could be. They didn't have Fantastic Four at the time. And I think Galactus was with that brand. Because that's the whole plot of Silver Surfer. Maybe they're introducing him now. That could be the next big bad. Next up at number six is Spider-Man: Far From Home. At entertaining, it is another fun Spider-Man movie. I like Mysterio a lot.
1: Oh, I love Mysterio.
0: Yeah, I I love Peter Parker's interaction with like MJ in this movie and Ned, and it's it's a fun movie. Nick Fury's great in it. Maria Hill's great in it though they don't act like char- they're like 90 percent their characters yeah
1: it, it, there were small things that once you know the twist that he's not nick fury you're yeah. like oh yeah like when maria hill calls him calls nick, him nick yeah. and you're like and he's like chill with it you're yeah. like mm. and then he says something along the lines of like your earth
0: yeah he, he when nick's explaining to spider-man that mysterious from another unit, like another universe. Yeah. Nick says he's not from your earth. So it kind of, you can kind of see that it's a scroll and he's not from earth at all.
1: Yeah. So, and, and he's just so, he's like,
0: extra, extra
1: angry, which Nick Fury wouldn't be that angry with Spider-Man. I don't feel like,
0: I think, I think the scrolls like Nick's character is angry. So my entire portrayal of Nick is I'm going to be mad at anything that happens. Which, which I mean, is part of Nick Fury's character, but it's the scroll's just Talos is playing Nick, and Talos's wife is playing Maria Hill. Yes. But they're kind of playing like their one characteristic. And once you know that, it's kind of interesting to go back and look at the movie and be like, "Oh, that's you can tell if you're looking for it that that's not." And also, Nick like Fury.
1: Maria Hill is just kind of very muted. Yeah. It's like I don't know how she's supposed to act. Yeah. You know, like I feel like she would be much more compassionate with spider-man yeah
0: so i mean i enjoy the movie i like all the actors it's entertaining i feel like michael keaton's vulture he's a is a much he gives a better performance yeah. than jake gyllenhaal's mysterio so that elevates the first spider-man for me this is another fun spider-man movie there's nothing really plain about with it and and
1: the, bringing back jay jonah jameson yeah the one the only jk simmons JK Simmons. Yeah,
0: he's great. I can't wait for the next movie. The end credits of this movie really advances what's going on in MCU as well, with Nick Fury being on this space base with all the scrolls and kind well, of... Well, like,
1: watching it, too. I'm like, I'm watching the movie, uh-huh. and we get to J. Jonas Jameson saying that, like, Spider-Man's Peter Parker, or letting the video do it. Yeah. Which, can't believe Quentin Beck decided to do that with hey. his dying yeah. breath. <laughs>
0: i don't know Bex. what his plan is here he's just like i don't know vengeful i don't know well addictive? i don't
1: i don't think it was really Quentin Blex like beck's like big evil plan i feel like the the guy that was doing the simulations like uh. he's the one that really evil planned it but it's interesting and i really need the next movie to come out or one of these tv shows to mention like the whole thing of Peter Parker being Spider-Man. Yeah. I need that to happen Because Because
0: WandaVision didn't mention it. Falcon and a Soldier hasn't mentioned,
1: hasn't mentioned it, mentioned it. Yet. I don't think
0: they're going to. Black Widow is a prequel, so it hasn't happened yet in that movie. And
1: probably not going to be mentioned. So, I need something, yeah. Disney. So Come I on.
0: I don't know what's going to happen, but...
1: It just... it Like, that made me so anxious. I
0: And it's been two years now and then nothing
1: i mean t- tony stark wanted peter parker to come out as spider-man and like accept everything yeah. but i don't think he's ready for that
0: yeah it's it's the next movie is a new take on spider-man because everyone knows aunt may knows ned knows mj yeah, the, knows the
1: important people to spider-man already knew yeah so it was just sort of
0: now the world knows.
1: Now the world knows. The pro- next movie will probably be, like, his. he's worried about his family being targeted and MJ being yeah. targeted.
0: Well, I mean, the only downside is we're not going to get the, like, classic Spider-Man. He's delivering pizzas or working at the Daily Bugle. That's not the take they're going with. So we're not going to get him being that Spider-Man. But I'm interested to see where it goes. It's supposed to be... I think it's supposed to be a multi movie. That's the rumors. So that, we'll see.
1: We'll see what happens. Maybe he'll be like, what did you guys do when you were out of the Spider-Man? Like, They're we've like, never we've been. never been yeah, out of the I've Spider-Man. I don't know what you're talking about.
0: It's like, so, cool. The next movie on my list at number five is Black Panther at Excellent. I, I love Black Panther. Yeah, it's a great movie. The music's great. Michael B. Jordan is the best part of this movie. His acting is astounding. Chadwick Boseman,
1: fantastic.
0: I I think the the final the final act kind of brings it down a bit for me. The
1: final fight was just kind of like, it's just it's just Black Panther fighting Black Panther.
0: Yeah, it kind of devolves. It's not the smart, hey, let's with Dormammu or the way Thor Ragnarok ends when we get to that. It's just another two superheroes with the same powers fighting each other, and it's all CG, because they the complete outfits. And
1: I will once again say. If these people just talk to each other. Yeah. Instead of just being like, well, your dad killed my dad. And I didn't get everything that I should have had. It's like, I, you know, I'm not my dad. You know? I'm tired of this plot line. Yeah. I really am. Like, I understand that it's like his cousin. But, you know, they could have just talked it out. In that scene where he comes into the throne room. Like, he's bound. And he's like, listen, dude, we don't have to do this here. Let me just talk this out with you. I'm so sorry. I just found out what happened. Literally never knew. No one has told anyone about this. Let me talk it out with you.
0: Yeah, we can make it right.
1: We can make it right. No.
0: The only person that he actually, I could see him actually holding a grudge against is, like, the shaman guy. I forget his name.
1: Yeah. Who who he kills. The
0: guy, yeah, the guy he turned, like, turned on his dad. That's like the only guy who's like still alive who is directly responsible for those events. I
1: think, like at uh, at one point, he calls him Uncle James. Yeah, was just like I remember you. Yeah. Okay.
0: So I understand that, but you know, I guess that's that's your pet peeve on some of these movies is you can just talk talk your way out just of. Just talk
1: your way. It's like it's just boys fighting for no yeah. reason, and then he burns all the purple uh, the heart herb the heart herb yeah. plants, and I'm I'm like. Girl, why did you not grab some more of those plants so you could replant.
0: Yeah. I'm interested to see where the next one goes. I think the director just said it's gonna focus on the culture of Wakanda. I do not think there's gonna be an actual Black Panther in the next film.
1: Well they burned all the purple herbs, yeah. so
0: Guess I guess that was fortuitous for them since yes. they, they don't they don't have another one.
1: You know, I really like Black Panther. It's a really good movie.
0: I think if
1: there's a lot of conveniences. Yeah. It's like, oh, he, well, he didn't kill him before he threw him off the waterfall. It was kind of like Bucky treatment. Yeah. It's like, oh, he got thrown off into the water. Yeah, Mark Bajorn could have easily and killed. It's cold there, so.
0: Still alive. Yeah. You're not
1: dead till you're warm and dead. Yeah.
0: I think that Black Panther, if Chadwick Boseman hadn't died, would be the obvious choice for the leader of the Avengers. He has the means, like Tony Stark, he is a leader, because he's a king, obviously, he's, you know, an actual born leader, he's been raised to be so, and I feel like he would have been the de facto new leader of the Avengers.
1: I don't know, we, we've sort of seen how T'Challa was, and he's very revenge kind of based. Hmm. Like he could have easily talked that out with his, his cousin didn't yeah. do it. And when he thought Bucky killed his family, even though Bucky might not have been
0: the one to do it.
1: Like like
0: Well, I think at the end of Civil War you see he he knows the end that Zemo's the one who killed his family. And at the end of Civil War, T'Challa says, I am done I have seen what uh, living a life based on Avengers can do. I am done living that way. You know, and he just arrests Zemo.
1: Yeah, but also it's... I don't know.
0: So I'm curious to see who the new leader of the Avengers is going to be. They kind of set it out to be Spider-Man, but I do not think he's ready for that role, even still.
1: Well, I mean, he's got some turmoil to deal with. Currently. Yeah.
0: So next on my list at number four is Spider-Man Homecoming. This movie is is very good. It does an excellent job of being a great Spider-Man film while not doing anything we've seen with Spider-Man before. They don't do the Uncle Ben dying and telling you that with great power comes great responsibility. Aunt May's young now which makes sense for a 16-year-old to have a 40-something-year-old aunt instead of a 70-year-old aunt. That you don't see Spider-Man becoming Spider-Man. He's already Spider-Man. They do a good job of just, just assuming you know what's going on and it works for the movie. And Michael Keaton as Vulture is awesome. He's one of the best villains in the MCU.
1: The vulture is really cool, and I really like in the end where he's like, I don't know who Spider Man is. Yeah, clearly knows who Spider Man is.
0: He doesn't pull a Mysterio. He
1: does not pull yeah. a Mysterio. He is on. Yes, but yeah, but it's very interesting. I wouldn't put it as high as you did, honestly. I think it's fine, but there's so much just Tony Stark coming to save Spider Man.
0: Well, it's just you know he's trying to even in Fall for Home it shows Tony is trying to groom Spider-Man to be the leader of the Avengers.
1: Well, no, because it's just like, Tony comes and he's like, I told you to leave this alone. Dumb kid. No,
0: he's like his dad. No, Spider-Man needs a paternal figure to look up to. At least this one does. He he has that need. And he wants to like show him to, to Tony Stark. And he also wants to like show him to Mysterio and fall from home. He He wants that. And Tony Stark becomes like this parental figure to him. You see it in this movie, Infinity One Endgame, it kind of plays out, where he looks up to Tony. It's like a mentor. I
1: don't know.
0: So it works for me. I really enjoy it. And I still think, though, that Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man 2 with Doc Ock is still the best Spider-Man movie.
1: I mean, listen, I love love Tom Holland Mm -hmm. as Spider-Man. He's a great Spider-Man. I just wish that Tony Stark wasn't, like, holding him by the hand as much
0: i suppose i mean when he rescues that boat tony kind of has to do that spider-man does not have that
1: boat spider-man just fell in the water and was cold and and tony stark was like well i put a heating feature in your thing oh i did this and this oh i did this but also it's just like tony's like hey don't do anything like, don't don't worry about this. But I'm also not going to tell you what to do. Yeah. Like, and I'm also not going to do anything about this. It's like, clearly this is a threat. Yeah. Spider-Man tells you about it. You're like, you should be either Tony- like, oh, cool, you can Tony take lead on this.
0: Tony called the FBI. He did do something.
1: No. It, it, it didn't matter.
0: Because <laughs> Spider-Man came through.
1: I just, it wasn't important. You don't think so? I, I feel like it was fine, but I, I want, like, I don't think he's Spider-Man yet.
0: You don't think he's Spider-Man yet?
1: A Spider-Man, Spider-Man doesn't need someone to look up to.
0: Yeah, that's, that's like, it's missing he the scene. He had,
1: he had Uncle Ben who he looked up to, and now he's, it's like he's trying to replace his Uncle Ben or his actual yeah. dad.
0: Well, you don't, you don't know if Tom Holland Spider-Man looked up to Uncle Ben.
1: Well, he t- took Uncle Ben's suitcase with him. I don't know. It might might
0: have been the one that May owned. Right? You, I, I don't know this Tom Holland. I know, it's miss. I feel like Tom Holland's missing that scene that's in Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man 2, and it's also in the Miles Morales video game that just came out, right? Uh-huh. Where in Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, and there's a very similar scene, I'm not gonna spoil it for the Miles Morales video game, but it sends the same message. Tobey is holding the train, right? And he's like ripping his clothes they apart. Put that in- no, it's not in Tom Holland's movie. He doesn't have... The scene is, Toe Maguire's holding the train, right? Mm-hmm. And he stops it himself, right? Yeah. But he passes out. And his mask comes off, and the crowd, like, carries him, right? And they put his mask back on, and everyone's like, we didn't see anything. We don't know who you are. It's cool. And in the Miles Miles video game, there's that same scene where they clearly know who this guy is, but they're like, it's cool. You know, you saved us. You're the hero. And, and Tom Holland doesn't have that moment yet where he's kind of like... The neighborhood takes him in as like their hero and they're going to protect him as well. I feel like we need that scene. I
1: suppose.
0: So I really enjoyed it, though. I think it's a very fun movie. Tony Stark in this movie, I think, also helps it a little bit for me because I love Iron Man. Next up at number three in Phase 3 is Captain America's Civil War. I had always ranked this movie high on the MCU list for me. Mm-hmm. And every time... I listened to someone rank it on a podcast or read an article. Everyone's like, Civil War is not that great. After watching it, I think it's an excellent. I think it's still one of the best MCU movies. I really enjoy this film.
1: It's just another thing where people would just talk stuff out, though.
0: No, I can understand where Iron Man's coming from. Like, Just like Black Panther, Killmonger... His Uncle James is the the reason his dad died. Bucky is the reason Iron Man's parents are dead. Listen, and, I
1: underst listen, listen, I understand. Yeah. I understand that Bucky killed these people, but he again wasn't in his right mind. It's like technically he did it, but he didn't mean to do it. He didn't probably want to do it.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, it goes along with the whole Avengers message, you know? Someone has to pay for this. Tony Stark's an Avenger. He has to get vengeance, And the only person who can pay is Bucky, so you gotta gotta take that pound of well, flesh. Well,
1: it was too bad his $61.4 million therapy session didn't really help him through the issue.
0: I think it made it worse, honestly. The, the beginning was, like, watching that scene play out. Yeah. It's just, he's kind of reliving bad memories. I think the point... Is, is to just let it fade away you can't relive your bad memories dude just t- time will heal it if you just you know continue with your life and he's I mean, kind of living i in mean that. he
1: probably should have gotten actual therapy
0: yeah but that those glasses are just making him relive that moment you know
1: tony stark philanthropist playboy iron man his own therapist yeah
0: Billionaire. billionaire. It works for him. But I, this movie's really good. I like it a lot. we introduced to uh, Black Panther and Spider-Man in this film, and both of those introductions work. I like the fight scenes. The ending is great. I like Zemo's character. I'm excited to see him again The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I think this is an excellent film. Poor Rhodey. Yeah, poor Rhodey. But he's fine now. He's got his uh, robotic legs. Though it doesn't seem like he can wear them in the war machine suit. I think he can. Well, no, in Endgame, when the suit goes down and he has to get out of it, he's crawling with his arms. He can't, like, move his legs, it looks like.
1: Well, it might have just, like, broken it. Like, it broke his uh, suit. Ah,
0: okay, that that could have been true, but... I really like Silver War. At number two, in Phase 3, I have Avengers Endgame. And I gave an epic to it. Because I feel like it's a great movie. But... It's also the culmination of the entire MCU, basically, at least up to this point. And the fact that they pulled it off is great, but it is a very heavy movie emotionally. So I don't know if I'd throw it on in the background constantly.
1: Listen, 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 it's my top movie, I believe. Of the
0: entire MCU. Of the
1: entire MCU. And rewatchability is kind of meh for me. Hmm. It's like, I mean, we were watching it, how many times I cry?
0: Well, if if the entire movie is one continuous crying, does that count as... I
1: did not cry the whole movie. (laughs) But I did cry.
0: Several times, On my birthday. Yeah.
1: In the morning. Yeah. Why did we do this to ourselves? But... I... Like, it's, it's really funny. And it's... It's a fun movie as well at times. I mean, it's heavy. And we lose great people, but most of them uh, the pe- the people we do lose is not because like the bad guy killed them. Mm-hmm. It's because they sacrificed themselves for the cause. Or in Captain America's case, he just wanted to live yeah. his life.
0: Like you, this movie does a great job of showing you who Tony Stark and Steve Rogers actually are. Yeah. Tony Stark, the enti- his entire arc in the MCU is to become Iron Man. He wants to become Iron Man. And at the end of the movie, he dies being Iron Man. And Steve Rogers wants to stop being Captain America and wants to live his life. He missed his life with Peggy. And his whole time, he's like, I I just want to be Steve Rogers. And he ends up getting that. So they get to be who they are trying to become. Which is a great
1: And And they mention that in Far From Home. Spider-Man Far From Mm -hmm. Home. They're like, uh peter parker i keep wanting to say peter pan <laughs> peter parker what is like well i don't think i can be the next tony stark and then like happy's like tony stark was an iron man yeah tony stark was a flawed human being who wanted to be iron man he made so many mistakes and he second-guessed himself all the time but eventually he was iron man yeah and he he sacrificed himself for the good of the world. Captain America had already sacrificed himself countless times for the good of the world. And now it was time for him to rest and just be able to live his life. And that's great.
0: And I'm still I'm still pushing for a Peggy Carter movie. Where, where she's doing something in the 50s as the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. And there's like a scene where she comes home and and uh, Steve Rogers is just cooking her supper or something. He, that'll be, he's that'll be cooking funny. a
1: meal and, like, wrangling the kids. Yeah, he's got, like, an apron
0: on, says, like, kiss the chef or something, and she yeah, comes home. He's and got a
1: baby on his back, and it's yeah, fine.
0: Yeah, and that's that's the entirety of him being in that movie. But I really like Peggy Carter and the Agent Carter TV show, and I hope maybe she gets something and we can see a cameo with Steve Rogers. That would be that'd be funny. But is number two for Phase 3. My number one movie of Phase 3, Thor Ragnarok. It is awesome. It is so great. I cannot believe with one movie they somehow make Thor, who had some of the worst standalone movies, maybe my favorite character in the MCU.
1: Ragnarok's really good. It's very funny. It's definitely a a tonal shift from the other two <laughs> yeah. Thor movies because they realized Thor can be funny. Yeah.
0: Well, Chris Hemsworth is a is a funny dude. It seems like he's good at being a comedian.
1: Yeah. It's it's like with Chris Evans. It's like yeah. he's a great actor. He yeah. can play the good guy all day, yeah. but. Man, and Knives Out, he plays a good villain.
0: Yeah. But Thor Ragnarok has a lot of things going for it. The humor's great. Mm -hmm. I like Thor's redesign. I love him being, like, becoming the god of thunder, basically, at the end. They do the Planet Hulk thing, which is awesome. Hulk's great in this movie. Mm -hmm. The Valkyries are cool. I like Hela as a villain, she's pretty awesome. Korg and Meek are funny. Just the whole movie is so well done, and at the end, it doesn't do the oh he's fighting someone with his own powers. Like if he and if him and Hela fought and he won, that would be that. But he has to do something completely different and cause Ragnarok to beat her, which is interesting. Yeah. So I think all those things combined make Thor Ragnarok just so great.
1: Do you think? Do you think they're gonna get a bowflex so that uh, Chris Hemsworth can? Can, well, uh, Thor can be uh, like muscular Thor again.
0: I the st- the poster for Thor: Love and Thunder looks great. Natalie There's Portland, a bowflex on it. The poster, no, the poster <laughs> for, th- for Thor: Love and Thunder looks great. Natalie Putin looks cool with head like half-shaven, and she looks muscular with the hammer. The only problem I don't like is that Thor has his long hair again. Mm. I wish they kept his his short hair because he looks so cool like that. Short hair is good. But I, I'm assuming he's not gonna be in a fat suit in this movie. I hope not. That would be disappointing. in Endgame I know it would have been corny, but I would have been fine if once he got his hammer and he like did the thunder thing, it made him like normal Thor again. Cause it, it like ties his beard and all that. Why can't it just make him back into being ripped? But
1: There's a few things I wanna say about Endgame. Okay. One, everyone knew the Cap could hold the hammer. Yeah. He's worthy. And and Thor's like, I knew it was just like, yeah, yeah I remember being in theaters and when you see the hammer get lifted up and you're like, what was happening? And then you see like the hammer get thrown and then Captain America pulls it back and you're like, Oh my gosh, Captain (laughs) America's worthy. The, uh, the eruption of people. And then Sam comes over the intercom uh, over the earpiece Mm -hmm. and he's like, On your left, and you're like, Yeah, then like everything (laughs) opens. I love it. Yeah, that like tears Mm. streaming down my face, Mm. and then also in Endgame, I cried because that's the last time you see T'Challa.
0: Yeah, he's just looking. It's a, it's they didn't know he was gonna die when Endgame came out, obviously. Yeah, but it's a fitting last scene for his character because he's just him, his sister, and his mom are just watching over Wakanda. That's like, that's a good final scene for his uh, character. I was
1: just blubbering like a baby. Yeah. Uh,
0: and unlike Infinity War, the moments in Endgame are still impactful after seeing it. This is probably our fourth or fifth time seeing it. Because we watched it a couple times in theaters. There are some out, movies
1: so. that will always make me cry. I think is gonna be one of them.
0: Yeah. So, that's the end of our Phase 3 rankings, and now I'm just gonna read the list of the 24 movies in order, combining all the ones. But first, I, I kinda wanna say... That after we the MCU films, mm-hmm. I felt that it is not necessary to do. I don't think you have to rewatch all of them to get the impact. Because I feel like after re-watching them, they're not as well-connected as people make them out to be. I suppose. If you just watch your favorite ones, that's enough. I don't know if I'm ever going to subject myself to watching all of these. Because... I could watch Endgame again without watching the whole thing and still be emotional from it, you know? Well,
1: that's because we know what happens, you know? It's like, well, like, I've seen all the MCU movies. Yeah. I don't really need to watch them all again like, I mean, to enjoy yeah. Endgame. I mean,
0: even years from now, I don't think you ever need to refresh yourself on these movies yeah. to watch your favorite ones. So, with that being said, here are the 24 MCU movies and WandaVision is in this. And I put them in tears as well. Three tiers. And I think that the movies in each tier can be arranged in whatever order you like. So, here we go. At number 24, The Incredible Hulk. Mm-hmm. Number 23, Thor. 22, Captain America First Avenger. 21, Thor The Dark World. And 20, Iron Man 2. Those are all in tier 3. I think those are clearly the, the bottom 5 movies. 19, Age of Ultron. 18, Ant-Man and the Wasp. 17, Ant-Man. 16 is one I'm putting WandaVision. Okay. 15, Iron Man 3. 14, Guardians 2. 13, Captain Marvel. 12, Avengers Infinity War. 11, Guardians 1. 10, Doctor Strange. 9, Spider-Man Far From Home. I think those are tier 2. All of those are about the same. To me. And then tier 1, at 8 you have Iron Man 1. 7, Black Panther. 6, Avengers. 5, Winter Soldier. 4, Spider-Man Homecoming. Three, Civil War. Two, Endgame. And one, Thor Ragnarok for me. I think those are all about the same quality. If you reorder those, it makes sense to me. Okay. Okay?
1: Endgame's Do- my favorite, but...
0: I mean, it's number two on my list. So, And I think that's solely because Thor Ragnarok I can throw on and enjoy without being emotionally distraught <laughs> each time. Do you think WandaVision's fine at 16?
1: For what it all hi- got hyped up, too. Yeah. Which, I mean, I shouldn't have watched those theory yeah. videos, and but I shouldn't have told you about them.
0: I think the thing is, though, before WandaVision, the MCU nailed delivering everything. That's like if Endgame didn't have Cap holding the hammer, you know? Yeah. It's like, well, you've, you've built it up. Well, you Obviously, he's gonna hold it at some point, you know? It'd be a letdown. So I feel like WandaVision kind of was a letdown on some of those bigger hype moments that the MCU has nailed before. And also, the first two episodes, I don't know if I'd watch them again, so, I, I thought 16 was a decent place for it. But there's my ranking of the 24 list. I think Courtney gives a stamp of approval. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, let's go on into Keto's corner. What does Keto want us to know today?
1: Keto would like everyone to know that this week has been her and my birthday. Hmm. And she demands more wet food because of it. And, uh,. She would like everyone to remember to spay new to your pets and to adopt from a pet shelter whenever possible. And we know Easter's coming up. Please do not buy ducks and chicks and rabbits. rabbits just so your kids can have some for Easter and then get rid of them. Or Rabbits are very difficult.
0: I had one as a kid. that ate part of a couch.
1: Rabbits will... They're, they're rodents. They will burrow into couches and walls and all that other mm. stuff. Chicks and ducks—they can't be potty trained. And as
0: as soon as like a duck or a chick grows up, they are not cute anymore. Chicken is not a cute. And they're
1: angry. Yeah, they're usually angry. So just, just you know, if you don't have a space for chickens and ducks to live comfortably, they're a farm
0: animal. They're not an inside pet. Buy
1: them. Rabbits are one thing. Chicks and ducks are not. Yeah. If you're gonna actually take care of a rabbit, good. I wouldn't suggest. Breeding them in case the mom rabbit eats the babies.
0: As as rodents do.
1: Which happens. Yeah. And that occurred in my childhood.
0: Yeah, if you ever had like guinea pigs or gerbils, the same thing happens. The, the parents might eat the babies.
1: Not good. Yeah,
0: that's what rodents do. So just be wary of that. And now let's get on to our interesting fact for the day, which is the person or people who are in the most MCU movies. Nick Fury and Tony Stark... Or in 10 a piece. They were in almost half of all MCU movies. Yes. And I feel like Nick Fury is clearly going to become number one soon because Samuel Jackson says he's returning for more, more films.
1: Well, he's got to. Which
0: is great. Samuel Jackson said in an interview that I watched one time that someone asked, Why are you in so many movies? Because he is in some awful, like straight to Netflix, straight to VCR, VHS movies. Yeah. He's in like awful movies sometimes. And then he's, like, in great movies. Like, yeah. he's in the MCU. He's in Star Wars. He's in big movies like that. And he said, the thing I've wanted to be since I was a little kid is an actor. And I love being an actor. So I'll be in anything someone wants me to be in. So he's clearly going to continue being Nick Fury. He's like,
1: he's like Nick Cage.
0: Yeah. He said something... But
1: Nick Cage got offered way worse movies.
0: Yeah, Samuel Jackson's a better actor. Yeah. First of all. But he said something about, like, Attack of the Clones. There was an interview, I think it's on the, like, the special features for the Blu-ray Zone. Yeah. He's talking about filming the fight scene in the arena on Geonosis in Attack of the Clones. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I didn't have a problem running around in this blue screen with a stick yelling and pretending I'm fighting stuff. Because I used to do that as a kid when I watched Star Wars originally. Yeah. He's like, that's what I did. And he's like, so it's fine with me. This is what I pretended to do as a child. I can pretend to do this now for money. Yeah. So, I, I think Samuel Jackson's great because he seems to love just being there. It's crazy that out of all the Avengers, it seems like Thor's going to get the most standalone films. You know, Black Widow's getting a standalone film, Hawkeye's getting a standalone TV show, Thor's going to get a fourth standalone film. It's just insane that, that these are the main Avengers that are continuing on. Well, you know. I just, I just feel like they couldn't afford Robert Downey Jr. for a fourth Iron Man film back then. Like, I, he's done now, but...
1: I'm pretty sure he was just kind of like, I'm done. Yeah? You know, I'm, I'm done. I'm good. I mean, he, he negotiated a lower salary for some of the movies, right? Because he wanted the oh, other that. actors to get paid equally.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it's insane for, like, the credits of, like, Infinity War Endgame. I think even Age of Ultron go, like, Robert Downey Jr. Avengers Endgame. Like, he has billing before the title of the movie.
1: It's just so crazy to me. The, like, the rise from the ashes yeah. that Robert Downey yeah. Jr. had. And it's, he's he's just far and away yeah. one of the best actors.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, the MCU owes everything to him. Mm-hmm. Cause, and, and
1: it's, because, like, in his original movie, I believe we said this with the phase one interesting facts, yeah. he was not the most paid actor. Yeah,
0: Terrence Howard, the guy who played Rhodey for that one movie, was paid more than And got recast
1: because he demanded more money.
0: So, I mean, it's just insane. Like, Robert Downey Jr. and Iron Man means so much to the MCU that, like, even in Far From Home, he's in the movie just, like, on screens and, like, wall paintings and memorials and all that. He's in the movie for uh, quite a bit for someone who's, who's not actually in the film.
1: It's like, can we use your likeness, please? Yeah,
0: so, I think, I think, Going forward, he's still going to mean a lot to the the movies, especially Spider Man. Still going to be fighting with. Am I supposed to be Iron Man? So yeah, but that's all MCU in review, guys. That's all the movies when Winter the Falcon and the Winter Soldier end. We'll you know add that to the list. Black Widow comes out on Disney Plus in July,
1: which we will watch.
0: Yeah, for thirty dollars, which again Disney. You're only making- all the Pixel films are free. Why are these Disney films that we paying $30 for? I off?
1: just- I worry that they're going to be like- Like, why hold this movie back? A prequel movie that doesn't really seem like it's going to yeah. matter. Unless something is going to matter. Like the, the theory videos I showed you where yeah. it's going to be like, well- Natasha Romanoff didn't actually die.
0: It's like, oh, they did a face swap or something, and yeah, I I just feel like people are trying to find crazy reasons why the movie's not come out yet. Like, dude, something's gonna happen. Well, no,
1: because these came out either like before the pandemic or right at the beginning of the pandemic. Oh uh, yeah,
0: you're right. Because one of them said, oh, the movie's coming out in four months in like November of twenty. 20- 20 or something Yeah the
1: the game the the film theory one was just like when before this comes out in four months i think this is what's gonna happen and then the other one was like it was like march and it's like the movie's supposed to come out in two months i don't think that's gonna happen
0: yeah so it but like now like fans right are like dude you've pushed this movie back two years why not put it on disney plus right yeah and and disney's finally going to do that in july i feel like fans have probably been like dude something has to be up with this is it a bad movie? Is something crazy gonna happen? And I think the obvious point is Disney wanted to release it in theaters
1: so they can make and, money, and
0: they can't, and they have to release it before Phase Four begins in in, in earnest with like the um, Eternals or those other films, right? Because mm-hmm. this is a prequel movie, so Disney probably feels like we can't hold it any longer because it has to come out before these next, like actually, like important to the plot movies come out. So we got to release it, and. We can't really sit in theaters only, so it has to come to Disney Plus. I feel like Disney's been holding it for the opportunity to make money, and they see they they are out of time.
1: But if it's trash, they've been sitting on this movie for so long that they could have fixed it.
0: Yeah, could you could you imagine if it's trash? <laughs> I don't think any of the MCU movies are trash yet. Like there are some trash DCEU films. Yes. None of the MCU movies are trash. They're just no. like a whatever movie. Yeah. At the end of the day, and I cannot imagine that. People have been clamming like, dude, you got to give Black Widow a standalone film. Could you imagine if it was trash? That would be so disappointing. I think that's it for today. Next week, I think we're going to do something a bit lighter Yeah. than, than watching uh, a dozen movies and then talking about it. I don't know what we're going to do yet. I tossed around the idea of maybe doing, like, our part of more stuff and discussing that. We'll see what happens.
1: Uh, if uh, if we don't do that, you can blame me.
0: Yeah, blame Portney.
1: I usually just throw out Alex's ideas frequently.
0: Well, we'll see you guys on the next episode.
1: Bye!